Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 4, Episode 20. Smoke them if you got them, because we're talking about Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers from 1995, directed by Joe Chappelle. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean. He's pure evil! O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Halloween Six Shots, The Curse of Dr. Loomis McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. Chancy. I mean, this is Halloween. Is that when all the creepy things are supposed to stock the earth? It deals with demons. Demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween, have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Trick or treat. You get it, because he shoots him six times, but this time he didn't, so maybe that's what happened. We are going to get to the (laughs) six-time shit in this fucking movie and for this series. But yeah, welcome, boils and ghouls, to our Trick or Trash, our first episode for Trick or Trash. Yeah, the spooky season is here, and we're we're jumping right into it with Halloween, uh, and we're talking about, you know... Most of the series, probably all the series, a little bit, and of of course the uh, this the notorious sixth installment of this franchise. Oh, it's notorious, all right. Yum. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into the fucking Halloween verse. Oh, we're into the Myers verse, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> the fun. I'm sorry, like how the new Halloween is great and the new one looks great, and there's some good news in this franchise. But what a fucking disaster this whole franchise is overall. Yeah. Oh. My goodness, it we we it's a fucking mess. We were talking before. I mean, we'll get it. We'll get into. It. We were talking before this though, but we were talking about Hellraiser and like this might be a little bit better than the Hellraiser series, but not by much. Uh, yeah, I, let let's save that conversation because I kind of want to get the uh, the the preamble out of the way because that's uh, something I really want to dig into. Sure. Yeah, I wanted to uh, I wanted to both thank and uh, uh, lament a five star review that we got because it was so just pleasantly worded some of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me about it from harrison pudding aka one of our patrons mick yeah um sent us a five-star review and uh he called us a a project of perseverance and passion and that like just makes my heart sing yeah but he also made it a point to say like we i think we 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 (laughs) We splooge humor and splooge knowledge and i couldn't help but think about the fact that like my comedic legacy currently is devoted to so much cum that it makes me just like i just shake my head a little bit like (laughs) (laughs) connor i'm your legacy now (laughs) yeah like i'm like i'm like it couldn't even regular goldar it had to be him but (laughs) made out of jizz like (laughs) if i was on the street and somebody recognized me it was like cum dar and i i would be i would do the voice and everything that that's that's when you know you made it it's very true but like i just can't help but think about it it's like my it's like what I've contributed to the world is a monolith of man butter. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm kind of okay with that, though, honestly. Like, if my gravestone just has, like, a picture of him on there and it's just constantly dripping, like, it's almost like a living statue, uh, <laughs> which is actually kind of a cool idea, right? Somebody write that down. Somebody gets you, like, several just waxed uh, uh, headstones, like, it just melt them every day. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Is that, like, a new... Is that, like, our new tagline? Like, movie dumpster, not just cum jokes. <laughs> I mean, if it wouldn't immediately get us kicked off of YouTube, uh, 
<laughs> I'd put it on a t-shirt. I'm not even going to lie. Fuck it. I, what am I doing? I don't think they can. Somebody that knows this stuff, do, do they recognize that three-letter word? Or are we okay with that? Like, is that something that they're like, huh? When Jesse from Say You Love Satan came on, dude, we put that fucking episode on YouTube and they, like, blocked our monetization because we had Satan in the title. I had to change it to Satan, the uh, the fucking the vegetarian uh, uh, tofu th- shit. S-E-I-T-A-N. Are you kidding me yeah it was a big headache wow but yeah i'm with you connor uh being known for uh cum jokes again you would think and hopefully i'm not putting words in your mouth connor but you would be like remembered for some like reverse flash related thing or something to that effect this is also true yeah and here's the thing it's funny you mentioned the, the gravestone thing because now long after i can help it my headstone will read monolith of man butter and there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then the reverse flash would be there laughing at it. And like, and and some adults, adult film star will walk by my headstone and go, "The fuck!" Like, at least it's not just a couple of rocks stacked up like snails in fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, like snails or like William Kirk from, or uh, you know, James William Kirk, James T. Kirk from Star Trek Generations. Connor, this is the MDU. Nobody's truly dead ever. Not only are they not truly dead, but they're also all buried in the same uh, graveyard, which we haven't mentioned in a while. <laughs> but if you go back and listen to those old. Uh, episodes the mdu cemetery is full of many characters in the history of movies directly next to connor's grave somebody's pissing on lionel's mother's grave yes yeah yeah it's just one big nexus area yeah but before we get into uh thank you so much harrison pudding and thank you everybody that's left us a a a very nice review some of you have moved me to tears i gotta be honest like some of you are so nice absolutely you know we 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 take a lot of pride in doing this show and and we really we really love what we do and um it's a lot of work, but it's fun, and I'm, and I'm glad you you guys, you guys, gals, everything in between appreciate it. But speaking of five star reviews, if you head over to iTunes, specifically iTunes, Apple Podcasts, yeah, it's not even iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, go over there. Yeah, it hasn't been iTunes for many years, Joe. Just for your information. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm in, I'm living in the Stone Age. I still use Winamp. It's fine. You know what's funny about that? I have an old version of iTunes that like lets me read stats that you can't read anymore. So that's why I save that. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us that five-star review. If you're digging the show, come on. Leave, leave, leave us that message. Drop, drop a line. Be like, wow, I listen to this all the time and I've never uh, interacted with you guys ever, uh, but I love it so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and we always uh, we always shout you guys out. Like, I don't know if that's like a little extra incentive on uh, Instagram and Facebook and everything. Yeah, you'll be witnessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love to hear from you. But uh, but yeah, you can go over to that Patreon too and support us uh, if you'd like financially. Go sign up for that two or five or ten dollar tier. Uh, if you do the five or ten, you get some uh, movie dumpster swag. We'll send to you. Um, and five and ten dollar tiers get you commentary tracks and watch alongs, live watch alongs. By the way, that you can interact with us and hang out and have a couple beers watch some movies um and you can also get replays of those watch alongs on there as well in the archive yeah and we have a very special watch along coming at the end of this month yeah we have our our spooktacular watch along yeah for our, for our, our trick or trash month yeah and uh head over to patreon.com slash movie dumpster uh as of this recording we recently put out our first mailbag video which uh we're lovingly calling junk mail, so you know, send us that junk mail. And yeah, on that two on that two dollar tier, now you can get mini sods and that mailbag video. So definitely, or, or mailbag videos going forward. And uh, send us uh, send us all your good junk. Send us some purple Urkel, why don't you? Oh my god. 
Uh, yeah, if you watch that uh, junk mail video, you'll get that reference. But if you didn't, uh, you know, still wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, <laughs> we're in Pennsylvania. What's that? What's that address again, Joe? Oh, it's uh, you're gonna send send all your junk to Movie Dumpster, P.O. Box nine one eight Bangor, P.A. B A N G O R, Pennsylvania one eight zero one three. And I guess they can just kind of open the side of the uh, airplane shuttle when they're over Vegas and they can just like drop it over your house, Connor, and you just put your fucking hand out for it. <laughs> yep. Send me a stork. Yeah, exactly. The weed stork. <laughs> you could stuff it inside like a teddy bear or some shit, wrap it up with some Vaseline. Good Lord. You know, they got speaking of storks, you know, if this was like an actual thing, like, you know, they probably have drones, fucking green or purple drones or like an Urkel drone comes in like the Urkel bot and it says like line one liners. Dude, the Urkel bot flies to your house and drops it off. <laughs> It's like fucking Iron Man. No, 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 no. You guys got it all wrong. It would be Cumdar. He would walk up to my fucking front step, leave all his gross footprints. Oh, no. Oh, God. He ruined the weed. He gets it all over the fucking buds. What is he like? Some kind of wet Santa Claus? No, he's like, I am your personal topa. And then he just flies away. Oh, no. Oh, man. You know, you're not always going to get the same delivery driver. I'll take the goddamn Urkel bot any day over that. That's the thing, right? You put your you put your used, like, uh, you know, cum rags underneath your pillow at night. Cumdar comes and leaves you some purple. Oh, yeah, and he just, like, he, he just pulls out of his chest, too. He's like, here you go. <laughs> this is a particularly gooey one. Thank you. I don't like you either. It just flies away. <laughs> and don't forget to listen throughout this entire episode for that special Halloween code word, the Trick or Trash code word. Oh, boy. So you can enter that giveaway because it's going to be fucking good. I'm sure we posted it already. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And I finally get that reference thanks to this episode. <laughs> But without further ado, uh, why don't we talk some Halloween, fellas? What do you say? You mean without further ado? Ado. So Halloween, guys. Uh, the the John Carpenter classic. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Um, it's it's pretty great. I do love the first one, but like. I alluded to in the beginning, like, this fucking franchise is just a fucking mess. It's a mess. It's comparable to Hellraiser, man. Like, I was saying that to Joe before you got on the call. Here's the one thing uh, uh, Hellraiser has over Halloween. There is only one continuity in Hellraiser. This is true. It's all it's all bad, <laughs> but if you were to watch, like, anything after a certain point, it's just fucking wretched and unwatchable. But at least it's consistent. <laughs> but it's supposedly consistent in the same franchise and the same, you know, quote-unquote timeline but in in this franchise we have four versions of michael myers uh, no it's the same michael myers here here's the thing why well, no i mean what i mean when i say four versions i mean in th- okay th- three three interpretations of michael myers because you have yeah you have the john carpenter one and two and then i guess four five and six michael myers from two is very different from michael myers in one yeah and like and and then you can throw H2O and Resurrections in there, sure. Right. And those are those are branch timelines. Be- before we get into the nitty-gritty with all that shit and how these fucking things go off the rails, I just want to make the point that like Halloween is undoubtedly a horror masterpiece, okay? Yes. Oh, yeah. That being said, we all know it head over to head over to uh the what is that? Season season 1 of uh, Trash Me Through the Snow for Black Christmas or is that season 2? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh It was either season 1 or 2. Go check out that Black Christmas episode we did because we talk about Bob Clark and his relationship with John Carpenter and Black Christmas and the kind of uh uh lineage that had that had happened between um them and Halloween itself and how 
Halloween is a direct product of Black Christmas and the slasher genre and what have you and all that kind of good stuff. Um, also, Jeff Lieberman weighed in on that on our on his um, from Trick or Trash from what. That was season three, Trick or Trash. Oh, yeah. Satan's Little Helper. Satan's Little Helper. Go listen to that Jeff Lieberman uh, interview because he shed some light on um, the Babysitter Murders and how he almost got to direct it instead of John Carpenter. So so there's there's a, there's there's some rich history with the first film. But that being said, I mean, all in all, and it should have stopped at that movie. That was it, right? Yeah. John Carpenter, John Carpenter made that film with the intent to be like, this is Halloween, this is Michael Myers, he's this pure evil, and let's keep it a mystery, and he's gone at the end, and that's it. It's spooky, and it's great, and that's it. He was forced, more or less, to write the second film. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I can live or, I mean, I can live with it or without it. Um, I do like it, and I don't like the idea of being like, ah, it's just it's just cut it out from existence, but I, I like it's weird. I agree and disagree because Halloween by itself is like I don't know. It's, it, in a vacuum, it's like oh, this is perfect for what it is. It's fine. It's great. It does it does everything right? Yeah. And then like the second one is like it's more of it, but then he fucking blows up. Like well, well, that's the thing. Like uh, again, back to Black Christmas. Like Black Christmas is. Nearly a perfect film in my perfect horror film in my opinion. Ah, uh, I mean when you compare it to Black Christmas, like I can't. Imagine a sequel to Black Christmas that would like undo the the general sense of discomfort you get from the first movie because I think the first movie's ending is like okay so like it's a similar premise like the killer gets away but in Black Christmas like you're left with like he didn't just get away he's in the house still and he's like above everybody and like they end in the first victim they never found and it's like good fucking god that's ghoulish and horrifying and I can't imagine if like somebody picked up a sequel and was like the first shot is like that guy jumps down the fucking ceiling and they just blow him away with a shotgun and then it's like a second kill or something dumb like that. Yeah, no, but I guess that's what I'm saying, right? Like it, it it's it's its own thing, it's isolated and it's a great flick and it doesn't need a sequel. And I don't think Halloween needed a sequel. And again, Mustafa Akkad or whomever was like John Carpenter were you know, we're gonna do a sequel and he he didn't want to write it, but I guess they paid him a lot of money. I don't really know the fucking story on that, so don't hold me to that. But anyway, I know that he wrote it in a fucking alcoholic haze and he wrote the second movie specifically to be like, okay, this is the end of the story now. I'm going to kill Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis in a fucking inferno that blows up. I'm I'm gonna blow his ass up. Yeah Michael Myers even even at the end of that movie, not to just skip over the whole thing, but he literally, he, like, he blows up from Loomis, and then they at least, like, make him keep coming at her for, like, another, like, you know, he, he chases after her, and then she falls over just to really show, okay, he's a tough son of a bitch, but he's still dead. Yeah, but he's burnt, he's burnt, he's burned alive. He's dead. They're dead. They're D-E motherfucking D dead. That's it. Yeah. So, in Halloween 3, you know, everybody for a long time, did not like that movie. At least general audiences did not like that movie because there's no Michael Myers, which I think is dumb, because the whole idea that fucking John Carpenter wanted to do was make Halloween a series of films where each film is a different story that takes place on Halloween. Right? So Halloween 3 is this kind of weird enigma in the series because... They were trying to do something different. I, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace directs Halloween 3, and it's a great fucking film. Like, it's a good horror movie. I have no strong feelings on it, oddly enough. And it's not even because, like, it doesn't have Michael Myers. It's, I think, conceptually, I'm like, 
that's eh, a little bonkers. And so I just kind of like it's. Yeah, but it's in a in a way where I'm like, ah, I don't really care for this. But not in like a not in a way that I think it's good or bad. I'm just like, ah, it just doesn't elicit any kind of reaction out of me. I think it's a really good fun flick, and and I and I like the ideas in it. Tom Atkins is great. The, I I love. I love the idea with the with the Halloween masks and the, like the magic and shit. It's fucking weird, and I, I'm into it. I did love that like it's got druid shit in it, and then this fucking series like just <laughs> falls face first into druids. We're gonna get to it. <laughs> and you know, I I liked it. I I didn't think it was like the best movie ever, but I thought it was really good. I think like Joe said, people just kind of slept on it because again, it wasn't Michael Myers, and then unfortunately because of that, you get. The rest of the series, for better or worse. But yeah, Halloween 3, the ending is just fucking iconic. The way that it cuts off at the end there is just like, whoa. Oh, it's great. And, you know, uh, people don't like it for because there was no Michael Myers in it. And still to this day, I know people that don't like it because there's no Michael Myers in it. My, my wife said the same thing? With, with 3, there's been this big resurgence of it. Like, people have come out of the woodwork like, oh, 3's my favorite Halloween. And, and you know, it's all over fucking everything. People people with the witch, co- you know, the witch mask and the skull mask and the pumpkin mask, and that's great and shit like that. But, like, you know, it's your favorite Halloween? I don't know about that. I, I, maybe for some people. Uh, not to, uh, this is actually getting too far ahead, but I think what happens after Halloween 3 makes people go back and say, wow, you know, this isn't that bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> for, well, and some people are, it, it's like, it's like that weird, uh, ideology of like, you're just so steadfast in your opinion that you won't go back on it. And people are like, four and five are great, man. Fuck you. And it's like, I don't know, dude. Are you sure? Here's the thing I know some of you personally, and I don't believe you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that you actually think that because we've just sat through them, all right? And they're they're fucking they're turds. Well, here's the here's the thing. We're gonna get into four, but oh, before wait, before we talk about four and five, I just want to pre- preface this with the fact that like, if you like Halloween four and five, you're not wrong. We're not saying you're wrong, and we don't hate you, but we are a little confused. <laughs> That's exactly. I can't ever find a way to meet you in the middle of the room on that one because i would just go like why like here's the thing with four five and six that is like really frustrating just as a whole is that you need to watch them sequentially because there's stuff in each one you kind of need to know to get the next one but also they disregard so much of it that do you really uh yeah that's a thing too like okay especially dr dr fucking loomis oh my god yeah i don't want to get too deep into halloween 4 because if you head over to my spooky gay family with our good friend pissy miles and sam baxter uh pissy miles was on our our earnest scared stupid episode last year i had the uh extreme pleasure of guesting on their halloween 4 episode where you can get my entire thoughts so go over there check them out listen to them it, uh and if you listen to my episode you better go listen to the rest of their uh of their show because it's fantastic go check them out my spooky gay family um what i will say about 4 the main points that I do not like about it is, A, it was fucking made just on the fact that people were pissed off about 3 and Michael Myers wasn't in it, so they just ditched the whole idea of making individual Halloween movies. And B, he looks like shit. <laughs> and the story is dumb. He looks worse as the, every movie. It's like, wow, this is the worst Michael Myers. And then the next one somehow tops it. I think four is the wor- four. Okay, four. He looks like a, something you'd find in a Sunday comic. Like, he looks fucking bad and stupid. Dude, 
He literally grabs it off the fucking, like, Party City shelf, like, behind Jamie in a scene. And it looks like it's been exposed to, like, a high-power fan or something because all the features are flattened. The hair is, like, straight back. Yeah. Um, and, like, it looks like it's made of, like, really, like, a thin material. With the first one, the visible textures on it, like, gave you kind of a sense of tangibility to it. We were like, that looks coarse and gross and the breathing makes me think it's so fucking hot and stuffy in there and this thing looks like it's something you wear to a fucking party it was a simple mask for the first one and and sometimes it's a it's a mask you could have gotten anywhere <laughs> it's captain kirk's mask but but the, the the fact of the matter is i mean everybody knows this captain kirk but the fact of the matter is why can't he have the same mask from a halloween store i'm sure they're still selling it three years later ah <sighs> There's a fuck. If I go down to uh, uh, Ruby's or, or uh, Spirit Halloween or some shit, I'm sure I can find a fucking mask that they were still making five years ago. Speaking of, I went down there recently to get some pieces for my costume. And uh, yeah, they have them from all the different movies. They got number one, two. They got like Resurrection and every, the new one. And it's like sometimes they have like the, you know, the faux hair. Yeah. And other ones, they just have fucking plastic. It's like, what is even the point? Save $2? Yeah. Well, the, well, I bring that up. I bring that up because in four, the Michael Myers mask is available for just like the screen mask. Like it's available in that universe for people to buy right. all the time. And he grabs it. He grabs a dollar general version of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, you know what? You know what? Four and five gave us that is undis. Uh, it's irrefutable as a great thing. Danielle Harris. That's it. Uh Question mark. Ah, uh, I think she's better in five before she kind of sucks. No, I'm saying I, but she shows up like I've, every time I see her show to a horror film, I'm like, oh, Daniel Harris is here and she always does a good job. Yeah, but also on that note, I still think it was kind of like really stupid that in the Rob Zombie one, they're like, let's get a topless scene with her. Like, I don't know the history behind that. Maybe that's something she really wanted to do, but I just always thought that was really tactless. It, well, I'm going to address those movies when we get to it. And I'm not going to be fucking nice so <laughs> yeah so 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 let's keep going um yeah but as far as daniel harris goes in in four and five i think for a child actor she's amazing uh in in uh towards the end of four and definitely five especially when she's having like the seizures and stuff oh yeah yeah oh and she's screaming she has no voice so she's waking up screaming in silence yeah oh yeah like like she's she's really excellent um as far as that goes the thing that pisses me off about five right off the bat is they just they don't go with the fucking twist ending from four they just totally disregard it oh they 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 friday five themselves yeah for for you know for a series that wants to be i don't know i guess friday the 13th like oh my god i couldn't believe that like 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 part four doesn't know what it wants to be like is it a friday movie is it a halloween movie is what what is what is happening and it never really does anything that it wants to do i don't think in my opinion well this was like my first viewings of three four and five and six actually so i was thinking that the whole time i was looking at the uh release dates of uh this series and the friday the 13th series and i was like fucking michael myers is just a jason ripoff like how did i not know this until 2021 yeah and and i mean even though jason is a gimmick as well they do it better in those movies like oh yeah jason's whole aesthetic lends itself better to like seek like like mindless sequels because like he's a giant zombie who's like falling apart progressively as the movies go on he just looks cooler and acts cooler and like yeah he starts off as normal and then he becomes a fucking superhuman by the middle of the series like it's just yeah and myers stays the same well that, and that's the thing they lean into it right is, is the thing in four 
He takes a lot of damage, but but he okay. He falls down a fucking well, dude. Well, hold on. He gets hit by a car, <laughs> falls down a well after getting shot like twenty fucking times. M way more than six, dude. As he's falling down, he hears this. Just Will Woody Harrelson talking in the background. <laughs> Listen, Michael Myers fell down the well. No well. How you doing? There you go. Oh my God, Michael! Michael just—he just fell right into the Myers version. Here we go. You ready for this, Michael Rackness? I'm about to make my big screen debut in about two weeks. You ready for that? <laughs> Let there be Myers. You know what I'm saying? It'll actually be out by the time this episode airs. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be bartender. Let there be Halloween's. <laughs> But that's how 4 ends, and then they do this, you know, cinema fucking sin where they reshow the best part of the last movie, the very end, and, you know, they reshow him getting shot 20 times into this hole, but they have an added detail that Jamie touches his wrist while he's on the ground, and you see this fucking cult the thorn symbol, and then when he's at the bottom of the hole, they throw in dynamite to blow him up, but he conveniently, like, crawls away and, like, goes down a fucking, like, river and is, like, riding along while this huge explosion goes off in the background like Acme Chemicals. It's the same uh, it's a, it's the same inlet that he used to get into the ocean that Crystal Lake uses. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Look, look, the big thing you're missing from part 4 is that the killer was supposed Michael Myers was supposed to be fucking dead again. They tried to end it again and pass it on just like part 5. They tried to pass it on to another character where now now Jamie Lloyd is now going to be the new Michael Myers, right? Or the pure evil Myers, whatever, because she's part of the bloodline. But the cult shit didn't come in until part five. Yeah, and then part five has the the um the the ending where she's had the scissors, right? Yeah, but but and she stabs her mother, but like that is a good ending. Right. But the thing is in in part four, they do show her Jamie, the little girl. Uh, you know, his niece or whatever the fuck it is that he's trying to kill. Yeah. It, she does go up to him and touch his hand in four, but in five, they add, like, an additional shot of the stupid tattoo on the wrist. Oh, yeah, but what I guess my point is it's a lot more up in the air in part four where it's like, well, she's she's his blood, and maybe she's just pure evil, like it skips a generation or some shit. Right, right. Which I'm kind of into. However, I am also into the cult stuff, but they should have just came out of the gate with that shit. Right. Well, okay. So, t so school us a little on this uh, alternate opening. I don't know if five has a different opening. Uh, I think four might have a different opening that just was discovered. Okay, I'll t I'll talk about it then. Well, well, Michael Flesher just uh, uh, he does a lot of the special features and stuff and uh, extras for Shout Factory, um, and and the Vestron uh, Blu-ray label. But he, I believe, just unearthed a alternate opening for part four that he's putting together because it was never finished. So I'm curious to see what that is. Oh, shit. Yeah. But part five is, first of all, I want to say that the mask looks better than four, but it's not great. And five, I think, is just a better movie in general because four is, again, it wants to be a Halloween movie, but it also wants to be a Friday the 13th slasher, and it doesn't really do any of either of those successfully. It's too fucking tame. Yeah, that's the thing. And then five is kind of like, all right, well, let's go full slasher or whatever. And I think it's a little bit better because Loomis is more unhinged. Michael's a little bit more aggressive. And oh, Loomis is back, you say? Didn't he die in four? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, okay, so we got we got two deaths of Michael Myers so far and one death of Loomis. Yeah, he didn't die in four. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was supposed to die at the end of four, so that's what I'm saying. He's supposed to die at the end of two, so that's one. He's supposed to die at the end of four, that's two. Loomis blew himself up. No, 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 no. Hold on. He does not, he's not supposed to die at the end of four. He died, he's supposed to die at the end of five. Right, but what I'm saying is at the end of four, Loomis straight up says he's dead. Dr. Loomis is not dead in part four. I'm talking about Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're talking about Loomis, right, Connor? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, between four and five, because I watched them last week, I couldn't remember which one that has him get eviscerated in a staircase and then tossed to his death. He gets thrown out a fucking window in part four, <laughs> but he doesn't die. Okay, which one has him get stabbed in the... Fu- Did he get stabbed? No. no. He has a heart attack. Uh, yeah, in part five, he's like beating Michael to death at the end with like a two by four and then has a heart attack on top of him. Right. So that's his second death. <laughs> that's right, yeah. But the uh, the opening of five, you know, you have this hermit. Yeah. And I don't think we're ever going to cover this one, so I'll just talk about it real quick. Sure, sure. And there's an alternate opening that they, I think they actually did shoot it, where there's like a fucking occultist finds him, and I, I guess, I don't know if he's supposed to be dead or unconscious, and he gets resurrected from, with some, like, devil shit. Oh, really? See, I'm into that, and we'll get to it when we get to part six, but, like, I'm into that kind of stuff. Instead, like, I, I do kind of like this angle, even though, like, the, the math doesn't really work out where then Michael Myers is just, like, in this guy's fucking hut, like, doesn't shit, piss, or, or anything to himself, or eat, or anything. He's just laying there for a year, and then, he, you know, he kills the guy. Maybe he's got, like, a wooden colostomy bag or something that's, like... <laughs> Carved it for him? Fucking <laughs> just dripping down the side of this bed. This guy's just walking up to his guts and being like, alright, gotta express the bladder. Uh... Here you go, poop in my hand there, Mikey. I, I know it's kind of cliche, but I did appreciate that because it was, like, the one thing that made me think of, like, old, like, monster movies where there's always some, like, old bastard who, like, helps out the creature and then they get killed immediately when they're better. Sure. Yeah, but he's been, what, sleeping for, like, a year? That's it. It is stupid. <laughs> With the mask on? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Funky Myers, dude. Oh, you must smell like old feet wrapped in burnt bacon. <laughs> And then, like, Loomis, like, again, like, he's trying to catch Michael, but, like, fucking Jamie all of a sudden has, like, a psychic connection with Godzilla, like that... Godzilla. <laughs> she has a psychic connection like Mike with Michael Myers, like the little boy in Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. That's where I was going with that. Which is kind of, like, inferred in 4, and this, they go full ham on it, and she's literally, like, seeing him kill people and stuff, which is... It's like Voldemort. Man, they really they really are ripping off Friday at this point, because, like... Yeah. Because the psychic stuff was kind of always there, and then, like, they lean into it in 7. It's kind of it's kind of, it's kind kind of of fine with me. It's just, uh, again, I feel like 5 should have been 4. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like 6 should have been 4 and 5 and 6 combined into one movie, and then it would I think it would have just been better. But the thing with 5, it ends basically, like, throughout the movie, you keep seeing, like, this guy... You never see his face. You keep seeing Creighton Duke from the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see the black suit and the uh, the black, you know, snakeskin boots, but that's it. And then at the end, where they catch Michael Myers, which they're okay, real quick. There's this one scene where he's breaking into the Myers house, and Loomis is there with like the one cop who stays behind. And this cop's got a fucking shotgun, like, at, by the closet behind him. Michael Myers starts breaking through this fucking door like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. This motherfucker just wildly fires his pistol, hits him, like, maybe twice. Instead of grabbing the shotgun, again, I know the movie would just end and that's the end of the series, but instead of grabbing the shotgun and just pointing it at Michael Myers' fucking head and pulling the trigger. That's always been the problem, too, with these movies, is, like, they always have a gun and they just goof it up. 
you know? There are so many police officers in the Halloween series. Like, I know they have, like, sheriffs and shit in Friday, but it is, like, unbelievable how many cops he kills in these fucking four, five, and six. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's that's five, and then we're gonna, we're gonna talk about six in a second. Uh, but then, you know, H2O just fucking scraps everything except one and two, and then we have, like, the Laurie Strode trilogy, the first one. Oh, so we do, so then we do have four interpretations of Myers, because then, like, four, five, and six are their own thing, and then, I guess... Yes. Oh, wow, Jesus Christ. Yeah, four, five, and six is its own timeline. Oh, my God. And then it goes one, two, H2O. Yeah, and then, well, and then Resurrections after that, I guess. And then Resurrection, that caps that off, which isn't great, but it's probably more fun than four and five, um, in my opinion. <laughs> Buster Rhymes Roundhouse kicks Michael Myers in the face. What are you talking about? I mean, trick or treat, motherfucker. Like, it, we're, we're, like we're going full goofy at that point, and I'm like, you know, this is entertaining. Yeah. But then we do the Rob Zombie remakes, <laughs> which I fucking hate. I just don't like them. Ah. Uh, uh, um. I, I know details of the second one, but I've never actually seen it, and I saw the first one in theaters with Joe, and I, I didn't hate the first, like, 45 minutes, but the rest, I was like, this was, like, basically shot for shot until they get into the Myers house. I don't need my mom's a hooker and my dad's a drunk and all that shit. I just don't need it. I get that, but, like, I also think it's just, it's fluff, but it's, like, it's done well. Here's my thing with those movies, though. Um, I get that Rob Zombie is trying to be a very specific kind of filmmaker. Yeah. However, he is not consistently good at it and i'm saying that from what i think is a very i wouldn't say objective but like a truthful standpoint because the consensus among you know people watch movies is devil's rejects is his best film and it is i totally agree i would agree too i however i think he is i think his style is way too abhorrent and mean-spirited and just gross and unnecessary half the time it's 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 like it's horror core or like like it's like horror horror hillbilly redneck filthy disgusting it's horror sleaze it's like horror it, it, hillbilly sleaze and like I'm sorry I don't need as much as I love Richard Brake and I watch him do fucking anything from being shot in Star Wars to being shot in Batman Begins because he shot the Waynes <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't need Richard Brake going on a four-minute necrophilia rant in Halloween 2. Ah. I don't need Danielle Harris to be violently throttled. Na while she's naked. I don't need Hobo Myers. I don't need any of the mean-spirited bullshit. And I don't need any of Halloween 2 ever again because I hate that movie with every cell in my fucking body. I think that movie is a mean, gross, unwatchable, poorly lit, poorly directed sack of shit. I hate that movie. Yeah, man, and, and to your point, like... I don't, that's not the, 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 the refreshing take that Halloween needed if you were going to remake it, right? No, and I know I've been trying to be nicer to things, but, like, I can't put aside, like, an intense amount of vitriol I have for that movie. I think it's gross. That's okay, and I, and I agree with you. And, by the way, I think H2O is a good movie. I like H2O. I think it's a good Halloween movie. I don't, I think... <laughs> there are mistakes in that movie big time, but uh, for the most part, it's a lot of fun. I, like as far as a Halloween movie goes. But like, also, I agree with Sean. I think the first forty-five minutes of the first Halloween movie are 
pretty good. It's a, it's a, it's at least a different interpretation where it's like, yeah, people, he's always been a nut, but at least in the original series, it was like, oh, he just snapped one day. Yeah, but that's the that's what's that's what I like about it is that is that he's pure evil. I agree, but I also do appreciate that at least like on some level, he was like, all right, well, let's look at this from a different angle. But it's but it's such a generic serial killer angle yeah no that's true that is true well yeah and his challenge was to like let's let's give the monster a face and like from on one point yeah i don't really think that we need it but the second point like i think it's done well i think sherry moon zombie is like doing a really good job i also think that whoever's that fucking kid they got to play young michael dig fairch he is the scariest child i've ever seen in my life yeah he's pretty creepy he kills junie (laughs) from spy kids he kills him yeah god He's so creepy. Um, and I think Tyler Maine is an inspired choice for Michael Myers. Uh, sure, but he's like a brick shithead. He's, again, he's like a fucking Jason Voorhees. Who is letting this guy work out in the nut house? Like, who's handing this guy fucking weights? Well, yeah, but even Kane Hodder is a giant man. Like, I, I just don't see Michael Myers as that. What makes Michael Myers scary is that he's just a regular fucking guy. Like, that's, I mean, more or less. I think the implication in Zombies Halloween is like, even genetically like that's just how he is he's just a he's a fucking giant monster i don't like it loomis in those fucking movies holy shit um loomis in two becomes a a smarmy cocky arrogant uh uh uh, writer who's kind of just trying to pimp out his book he's like gail weathers in that fucking movie dude well he dies at the end of one also that was what i wanted to bring up because he dies so many times in the first series and then in the end of one he gets his fucking eyes pushed into his head and i was like under the impression that he was dead and then i read years later what you're describing yeah and then so i guess in one of the alternate endings uh loomis kind of like collapses and kind of like breaks down and kind of sheds this entire like this gimmick he's had and he's like i failed you i failed everybody blah 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 and then instead of myers having any remorse for him he grabs him by the face and just yells die and then stabs him over and over again uh donald pleasance is my dr loomis the one and only oh yeah a hundred percent yeah mcdowell is great but yeah loomis yeah loomis is donald pleasance well he's just a great actor he he you know not to take anything away from but he is great in, in everything mcdowell will chew up anything you give him so mcdowell's fantastic no 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 way fans are butts about it no matter what he's doing but uh yeah halloween 2018 uh erases everything except the first movie (laughs) (laughs) they love doing that in this in this fucking series don't they you know it it wipes everything out and and it's the second strode um i don't know quadrilogy i guess if you want to call it that because there's halloween and then there's this Halloween 2018 and then Halloween kills and then Halloween ends right right because they had to restart it again because they killed her in the last fucking series I don't know why the fuck this had to be a trilogy it could have just been one movie but money or whatever yeah you know and that's my that's and here's the thing though I, re- I really like where they're going with this and Halloween kills <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of whatever about it. I mean, I'm going to go see it, but I am into it too, Connor, but I, at the same time, a hundred percent agree with Joe because just the way there's little things about that movie. I don't like uh, some of the stuff with the Loomis fucking successor is stupid to me, but yeah. the rest of it I thought was really good. The ending just makes me think of Frankenstein with the fucking house caving in on him. I, I like that a lot. It's fine. I don't I don't hate it by any stretch. I think it's a I think it's a fine Halloween movie to tell you the truth. I I love the idea of Laurie Strode being so traumatized and that knowing that Michael is still alive that she's like 
No, yeah, like, that guy is pissed, and since you're keeping him alive in a box somewhere, like, one day he's going to get out, and I'm going to be ready for his ass this time. Yeah. Well, that was what was so great about it, right? Like, if you're going to do a sequel, and you're going to do, if if we're going to bring it back, because that's, like, the tr- that's the thing that we're doing now, if you're going to bring it back, and you're going to ignore everything else and go right to that first movie again, um, I think they did it in a really good way. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, David Gordon Green? And, yeah, I think I think they did a really good job for, for what it was. But, again, like... <sighs> planning out a, a, a trilogy is just a little... Yeah. It takes away a lot of the tension. It, yeah, it's putting the carpet before the horse, and, like, it really takes the tension out of it for me because it's like, okay, well, Halloween kills. It's going to be an hour and 45 minutes of Michael Myers killing people, and I'm like, okay, cool. But Okay, but now I'll, now I'll say what well, I was saying about uh, Halloween 4. Like, the idea of the town finally going, like, nah, fuck this. Like, you've let him live long enough, and now he's back to kill more of our kids. Like, we're not letting this happen anymore. No, sure. Which is, like, I love, like, it, it's the Freddy Krueger thing where a bunch of parents got together at night and said, like, no, we're going to fucking kill his ass. We all know how that turned out. But it being a public event, like, him murdering an entire brigade of firefighters, like, in plain view of everybody, and then the cops being like, oh, my God. And then, so finally, like, the the people were like, no, enough. Like, this, this, this ends now. Yeah, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, but it should have been done in the first movie is what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to do it, do it in Halloween 2018 and just do it in one movie. You don't you don't need fucking three movies to do that in, you know? I don't disagree, but also, like, I also, like, I think we inevitably have to accept, like, I'm sure when this is pitched, someone said, like, okay, well, well, like, there's no way we're letting you do a one-off with Halloween. Like, you're going to do a fucking franchise, and if we can't... And I'm sure someone poked their head in, like, from a distance said, like, what about a cinematic universe? And then he was promptly murdered. Well, he can't die. He can't die, right? We, so so now that we... Now, for the fact of the matter, in the 2018 series, and, and if we're going by the first movie, he was shot, and he comes back, and he was in a fucking fire, and he comes back, and I'm sure he's going to get his fucking ass whooped in this next one. What? How are they going to end it? Like, is he just going to be pure evil? Are they ever going to explain it? Are they going to put a, a fucking stupid stamp on it? You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see it going one of two ways, or maybe both of these things happen. And again, you may have seen it already by the time you listen, so this might be totally uh, wrong again. I'm just making predictions. I think Judy Greer is going to probably eat it, because you got to have some some of the main characters die in this one if there's going to be a third one. I would hope so. You can't let everybody live. Maybe they kill Jamie Lee Curtis, but I feel like she's probably contracted in for all three. Hell no. She's she's final battle for fucking Halloween ends, dude. They're going to kill each other. Yeah. That, or it's the other way around, is that Lori dies this time, and the finale is Judy Greer getting enough rage built up to beat the fuck out of Michael. Maybe, maybe. But but I agree with Joe. The- Which I would like to see, too, because I fucking love Judy Greer. So. Uh, I'll take Jamie Lee Curtis if you're going to bring her back for this series. I, I like that idea better. It's so extended. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I'm like, well, how... I, I Obviously, I'm going to see it, and, and I'll have my opinion then, but I'm, I can't, like shake the feeling of like how are you going to draw this out for another two movies where it's still fresh and interesting you know what i mean i will be happy if halloween ends like if the final confrontation isn't something that is so like irrefutably non-resurrectable like i want them to drop a fucking boulder on him and his limbs fly off in four different directions like i want her to put him in a fucking blender Like, yeah, someone stuck dynamite down his throat, and you watch him explode. Like, something fin- something with some finality to it. But then, like, Fear Street, he just fucking comes back together. Yeah, he just... <laughs> well, yeah, then he's gonna get... Yeah, Jennifer Tilly is gonna sew him back together and bring him back from the dead, yeah. There's actually a black tumor in Haddonfield that's been pulsating. For- he comes out of a tumor in the ground that shaped, like, Donald Pleasant's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in the center of Haddonfield. Michael, kill for me, Michael, kill! Michael, oh my god, Michael, I can't shoot you anymore, so you might as well kill people for me. Six pieces, Michael! Six people every <laughs> Halloween for six bullets! Stab me six times! So, so yeah, are we ready to get into uh, the curse of Michael Myers? Speaking of sixes... Yeah. This fucking movie, oh my god. Okay, so Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. By the- okay, now that we're here, I can say this. Um, after my viewing of this movie, uh, I was angry at Joe for about five minutes because I realized what he had done to me. <laughs> I wanted to murder him for about nine seconds after the movie ended because he sent me- And I didn't- here's the thing. I didn't ask- Beforehand, I was like, send me this cut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was purposeful. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, fucking it. Uh, he sent me the theatrical cut, which, by the way, has the most blood boiling ending of anything we've ever watched. Well, so we ha- I had to make sacrifices, just like Thorn. <laughs> I had to make sacrifices, and I chose you and Sean to watch the theatrical cut, and I watched the producer's cut. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> Somebody had to suffer. Oh, I, I think I might have suffered the worst because I wanted to watch the uh, movie with my wife, so I rented it for $4. Oh, no, you paid for it? <laughs> Yeah, four twenty-five after tax. I think I might have really blown it. I also rented it on YouTube like a couple days ago, and I was gonna watch it. And I watched half of it, and then had to like go to bed or something. So, like, so at that point, I didn't even know what version it was on YouTube. I was like, whatever, what the fuck, it's two hours in the tube. And you sent me the copy. I was like, all right, cool. Watched it, got through it. I was like, oh god, no. Well, because it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't streaming for free anywhere. So I was trying to help you guys out. <laughs> yeah, four, four and five actually are on Shutter. If you're if you're curious. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. I remember seeing the producers cut somewhere. It was bootlegged for a long time at at conventions. Yeah, and then like uh, either through the internet, like I saw the ending, or at some point, I think I found like a streaming version of it or something along those lines. But like. I hadn't seen the theatrical cut since I was in my teens, and, like, even then, I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, (laughs) yeah, this is the one, so, The Curse of Michael Myers is the one, when I was a kid, it comes out in 1995, so, when I was a kid, that was kind of the new Halloween out, and I gotta tell you, the VHS is probably one of my favorite uh, Halloween covers, because it's, like, black and blue with this like neon orange on it yeah yeah i think i remember seeing that it's a pretty amazing uh poster it's fucking cool man and like but i remember renting that like that was my halloween when i was a kid like besides the you know the first one or whatever i never really watched four and five as a kid um too much i remember renting curse a lot more put it that way but I guess before we talk about this, we didn't really talk about Michael Myers as a core icon. Then I just want to say that real quick. He's not even in my top five, guys. Like, no, he's very. He's kind of. I don't want to say he's vanilla, but he's very vanilla. Like he's very. He before watching these last three movies, he was in my top five, and now he no longer is. (laughs) (laughs) He just he never was. Like Mike Mikey was never like one of my top uh, horror villains. Maybe from the first film, but like uh, like there was always. I always went back and watched Fridays, all the Fridays and all the nightmares, but but Halloween was one of those franchises where I was like I could take it or leave it, I guess, until the, the season rolled around. Yeah, and like and it always it always puzzled me when people were like, I want to see Jason versus Freddy versus Michael Myers. I'm like, why? He would get bodied in the first nine seconds. Michael would get fridged by by one or the other. <laughs> 
I, I the only one that I feel like he could maybe go up against is maybe Leatherface. Leatherface would kick his ass too. I yeah no sure, but I I could kind of see it. Leatherface is a fucking is a fucking bulldozer compared to Michael because like I think <laughs> Myers has no like outside of him becoming freakishly strong like he has no like like fucking Leatherface is like I said is a giant fucking man with a chainsaw yeah who's out of his mind and like even younger Jason before he's a zombie is like fast and terrifying yeah and a big hulking motherfucker now and Freddy's magic end of story yeah so well Freddy Freddy is magic but is it Magic Michael or Magic Mike? <laughs> uh, he is magic in this movie. He's got some Devin's ghost magic going on here. Oh, dude, he's Magic Mike in this one. He sure is. He, they just kept stealing from fucking Friday the Thirteenth. They couldn't get their goddamn hands out of the cookie jar, guys. No, and I and I guess I guess you know that that reflects my opinion too. That I'm just like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, Halloween sequels, whatever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Michael Myers, whatever, he's fine. Like I have, I have disdain for Hellraiser sequels. I have ambivalence for Halloween sequels. <laughs> it's just like I'm like, what the fuck ever. Like I don't ever have to go back and revisit these. And like visiting four and five, like last week and six in the past, like few days, it's like, yeah, like you're just reinforcing my feelings of like, why the fuck bother? Like I don't and mediocre, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like when people, when people have good things to say about these movies or four and five, I'm like. What about them? They're so nothing. I I could I could see an argument for four and five in certain contexts. You know, thinking about when they came out and shit like that, or just as a whole, if it's like something about it, you know, talks to you. But six, it's just like, who? You know, going right into the like mask and the and the costume they got Michael Myers in. Like this jumpsuit is fucking horrible. Well, I think Michael looks out of the out of the four or out of the three of the. Th- the Thorn trilogy. Um, I think he looks the best in this movie. I would argue the mask, maybe I'll agree on that, but the fucking suit is just, I don't know. It's kind of a nitpicky thing, but it's like a weirder, like slightly lighter blue. It just doesn't look good in lighting, like when it's lit. The thing with the mask is that I have a still from this movie that I took while showing the uh, the Phantom Zone guys this, and like, I can't look in the same anymore because it looks like the fucking Mad TV dude. <laughs> like, I can't, it's just, it's ruined. Mad Magazine, yeah. I talk about that, we talk about this briefly on, on the My Spooky Gay Family episode of Halloween 4. Go check it out. Um, but George P. Wilbur is in the mask in this one, and he's in the mask in 4. Now, in 5, it's Don Shanks, and I prefer that Michael actor than George Wilbur, in, in, in my opinion. So remember, you ever see the uh, the audition tape for Freddy Two before Robert Englund came back? No. Oh my God! It's a it's a lumbering idiot with his arms out like Frankenstein, and he's so stiff and devoid of character. And like they were gonna go with that before England came uh, England came back. Oh no! And like so in this movie and in four. It's the same shit. He's a stiff, lumbering, immobile. There's no character to his movements. All like everything he does is just plain. He always walks after his his prey because again, it's it is a slasher movie. But at least like in five, he's kind of hoofing it. In this, it's like he's like la di la di da. I yeah, I guess I, the thing is like nobody's gonna beat Dick Warlock or even the original guys from the first movie. Like like. Uh, there's like four different people that pay fucking Michael Myers in the first movie, but like Dick Warlock does an amazing job in Halloween too. Um, why would you just bring Dick Warlock back? Like, why not? 
he does a lot of this shit, uh, especially towards the end of the movie, where he'll, like, walk out of, like, a hallway, like, a dark hallway, and he'll, like, spin on his heels towards whoever he's going after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just moseying around the fucking uh, institution. Whee! That's what I'm saying, <laughs> that he will just, like, pick up weapons as he goes, like, it's a fucking, like, video game. He's like, all right, I'm kind of sick of this butcher knife. What about this bone saw? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, 4, 5, and 6 have the most troubled production out of all of these films because they just couldn't they just couldn't fucking crack the nut dude about Michael Myers and but notoriously that's why we chose 6 because this one in particular is is the most problematic of the bunch yeah this one has this one's a superman 2 isn't it like it just there's like was there a director being fired or was there just like no satisfaction with the cut no satisfaction too many cooks too many people wanting to be in the fucking editing room too many people making calls on set it's just it was too much shit and they didn't and like you said connor that iron grip of having your fucking fingers in it you know what i mean and saying like things like oh well he wouldn't do this it would be this way or this doesn't make sense nobody this isn't gonna play right or whatever and in turn that theatrical version of this fucking movie sucks big time with that being said the producer's cut while it's not a great movie it's a better movie and i feel like if they just whoever it was that couldn't shut their fucking mouths or keep their hand off of it i think this might be might have been my favorite sequel because I really like the ideas going on in this and the and how it kind of unfolds, especially in the producer's cut. Well, we asked Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder how this process goes because it's the same shit. Like, it's the same... Like, the theatrical cut is... And I was, like, thinking about this. I'm like, this is fucking 2017 studio cut Justice League. This is, like, so bad and so truncated. Yeah. And so, obviously, abysmally cut to pieces and, like, slashed to ribbons. Yeah, that's that's here you go. This is the this is the Halloween version. Yeah, it, it's 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 this and like it's not even, I'm not not saying the Snyder cut is like a isolated incident. Like this happens all the time. Like there's two versions of the Exorcist prequel. There's fucking um yeah sure yeah you know Superman two. Uh, I'm sure there's more, but I can't. Spider Man two point one. Spider Man two point one. Yeah, like there's a lot of shit out there. There it's it's nothing new. Right? But specifically, with the Halloween franchise I'm talking about, like, they just couldn't fucking get it right ever <laughs> after after 2 and 3, dude. Like, it happens to fucking franchises because, like we said, when it when things blow up, people get involved that shouldn't be involved, and they're making decisions. Mustafa Akkad. Oh, my God. Yes. But I would even argue, going back to something Joe just said, like, I don't even think John Carpenter knew how to fucking crack that nut, because, like, 2 is fine. Like, I think it's, it's pretty good. But even that movie, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I, you could take it or leave it with with two for me personally. Yeah, he he didn't have a vested interest in continuing this, so no. like anything he puts out at that point was gonna have diminished returns. And the fucking again, he tried to end it definitively <laughs> at the end of two. Right. So pre-production, this movie was called. Uh, or right before it came out, or there was a trailer for it, it was called Halloween 666, The Origin of Michael Myers. <laughs> you ready for this? Six times the terror, six times the fear, six times the thrills. <laughs> Fuck me. You know. I had to come back to it, dude, because movies are a mistake. This series re- relies on the six times motif right a little too much a li- like the six times six times six times the terror lenny lenny <laughs> get your six times out of there 
Get your ass out of there six times! So, I, we should also mention that um, Ant-Man is in this movie. This is why I brought up the Myers-verse. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Steven Rudd. P.S. Man, that fucking took me for a whirl when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna name that baby Steven. It's a really good name, guys. Uh, he made Clueless the same year as this film. God, he looks fantastic now, doesn't he? Yeah. He plays Tommy Doyle in this, and he's... I don't know what, a peeping Tom... A remember Tommy Doyle from the first one, guys? Remember remember that little boy? <laughs> Man, I, I gotta say, like, this characterization is not great, and he could fit right in with the crew from Blair Witch 2. Like, he's just kind of... Yeah. He's just shitty, and then, like, until he's, I don't know, not... Okay, so before we get into this, uh, it, this is written by Daniel uh, Farans, or Farrans, however you say that. Now, this guy was a huge fan of the Halloween series. So I, I see why he was like, yeah, we'll bring back Tommy Doyle and like do it like this or whatever. Did he have a lobotomy before he wrote the script? Uh, well, maybe. But well, it, again, that's not necessarily Daniel's fault. It's the fucking producers and editors fault. But Quentin Tarantino was attached at one point to direct this fucking movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> the sixth film by Quentin Tarantino? And he was going to have Dr. Wynn and Michael Myers go on a fucking road trip together and kill people on, like, their stops. <laughs> that ended, be ended up becoming uh, uh, Natural Born Killers. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, so that, so, that was made, so that was made the year, what, 96? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god, are you kidding me? No, kid, I shit you not. And guess who's in Natural Born Killers? How you doing? Legend has it. I'm a fucking, I'm the fucking, I'm Mickey Mallory, alright? My father was a hired killer in Texas, true story. That's a real thing, by the way. I'm fucking Mickey Knox, and I killed Rodney Dangerfield, and I'm also Carnage, and I'm also the bartender. Okay. What I'm saying is I'm actually God. What I'm actually saying is Michael Myers fell down that well and I resurrected him. And here we are. I am the Cult of Thorn. Do you understand? Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Venom, hand me those uh, colored pencils. I gotta draw something. So yeah, it was uh, lots of production problems, yada, 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 bad editing, all that kind of shit. Um... John Carl Beekler is on effects on this, guys. And they were very happy to have him back. I guess he wasn't there for five, I was reading. No, he he did four, and then he did six. Is that is that why this one is suddenly just shockingly more graphic than the, the previous two? Yeah, but again, it's that thing where it's like, oh, we need more blood and gore in this. And sh it, strangely enough, the producer's cut, all of that stuff is cut out, dude. Well, like, here it's so, like, I'm like, yeah, that was really graphic, but, like, why? Well... Exactly. <laughs> uh, because, you know, I'll, I'll keep this brief, but like four, I, I'm still shocked Beekler did this. He must have been working on something else at the same time because Loomis has the worst face makeup in the world for that burn scar. But uh, five, uh, I, I could see why maybe they, uh, without Beekler, but the effects weren't really, uh, you know, putting asses in seats because they cut away from like almost every kill in five i think they show two on screen well that too yeah even the ones they cut away from in this like uh like uh, somebody you know who's getting killed by a clothesline for instance uh like that part was great yeah that's like the, the amount of like splatter that happens afterwards is like oh you left nothing to the imagination because that's some grisly shit that's the way you do a cutaway like in my opinion is like if you can't show it at least give us something yeah we, we were talking about uh that one scene in cloverfield where uh the chick has the parasite burst out of her like you don't see 
anything clearly. Oh, yeah, because there's like a screen in the way. It's like a silhouette, yeah. But you see a silhouette and a blood spatter, and you're like, that was fucking vile. Yeah. Because, yeah, just creative editing and filming, and like, yeah, in this case, like, in that one case, it is good, and it's done well, but like, the rest of it is like, wow, you just showed me that whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, this takes place six years. God damn! Damn it! <laughs> and this is like, oh, oh, six years after the events of Halloween 5. Now, what's weird about that is when you watch the producer's cut, there's like alternate scenes of Loomis. And every time he speaks in the theatrical cut, he sounds like the, oh, I'm Dr. Loomis. Oh, hello. I'm very much retired. Yes. <laughs> but then like in the producer's cut, He's talking like regular Loomis again, and he's totally fine. What? Which is weird, and it's like, well, that was a choice they made, you know? Or maybe he was sick because he died during the production of this. Who knows? <sighs> exactly. He he is, of course, great in this, but they barely use him. Did he die during this? I think, yeah, he died because they were going to do reshoots, and they just... if Specifically at the end, we'll get to it, but... um. He couldn't he couldn't come back for the reshoots because he had passed away and there's even spots where there's like a stand in for him. He couldn't come back. Well, yeah, because he was dead. <laughs> He's like, I got to get away from this movie somehow. Fuck it. I'll die. Just what you said, like he couldn't come back. And like, naturally, I feel like you follow up like because he was sick. Like he couldn't go back because he died. Yeah, but there was but at that time, there was no like CGI shit where they could just like stick him in there or whatever. Like there was just like shots from behind and stuff. You, you can't grandma off Tarkin him. No, yeah, you can't. Grab- <laughs> you can't grand moff him, yeah. Oh, God, help me. So six years after the events of Halloween 5, um, Jamie Lloyd now has grown up, um, and she is pregnant. She's with child. She has a child. It's taken by a mysterious organization. Michael Myers comes back to, I don't know what, kill Jamie and the baby to sever the bloodline of the Myers. And then Paul Rudd shows up as Tommy Doyle, and Loomis shows up as, uh, uh, you know, uh, D- Donald Pleasant shows up again as Loomis. And we have another final confrontation. Well, yeah, we do. But so the Tate, <laughs> it's okay. Okay, <laughs> it's a con. It's convoluted, but it does make sense. Here's the thing: Jamie Lee Curtis is dead in four and five, and her daughter is Jamie Lloyd, who gets adopted by a different family. So the main protagonist in this is Karen Kara Str- Strode, who is the adoptive sister of Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Right. In the universe, right? So... Because they explain in the movie that the father is the brother of Jamie Lee Curtis's dad? Adoptive dad. Because he he knew what the what house was all about, but he couldn't sell it. But you didn't care! You didn't tell us, Dad! Biff! Fuck you, Biff! <laughs> Biff, yeah, he's fucking Biff. This guy looks like Biff. We're gonna get to him in a minute, but goddamn. He looks like a mixture between Clancy Brown and Biff, okay? like Biff Brown? Oh, he looks like fucking uh, uh, Norris from The Thing and 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 Biff. But before we, before we get to that, the Strodes aren't directly related to Michael Myers, but they live in the Myers house. So the bloodline is still only Jamie Lloyd and her baby, the people that live in the Loomis house are considered family to Michael because whomever occupies that home 
he considers somebody that he has to kill. In, in the Myers house. You said the Loomis house. Now, I, I would love to see what Mr. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez, because I'm all fucked up. Dr. Loomis does have a very nice house, though, I will say. The the Myers house. Yeah, the Myers house. Excuse me. The Myers-Loomis residence. Yes, the Myers... Well, it might as well be. So, summer home. That was the Quentin Tarantino version. With that out of the way, like, all the lineage kind of out of the way... Um, it does make sense. Like, like I can, it makes sense to me. Like, it's not like so convoluted where I'm like, oh, what are you kidding me? Like, it's like Star Wars level of connecting dots, but you're right, Joe, where it's like, okay, it could have just been any family living in the Myers house and Michael would have fucking butchered him because he always goes back there in every movie. Right. But they have to add this weird, like, you know, like Star Wars bullshit where Ray's a fucking Skywalker and all this horse shit that you don't need, but it's like, ah, we have this extra element, they're the Strodes, whatever. I think they kept the thread there because they wanted that, you know, Biff to fucking be like, yeah, I knew the whole time, but fuck it, because I'm cheap or whatever. Yes. It's a lot of, like, it is, but it isn't, but it is. Yeah. I I, I don't hate that aspect of it. I do like it. I'm just saying it's like, you're, you're connecting one too many dots, but it doesn't really hurt the movie. My thing is only with having to explain to someone, like, if someone was like, well, what's the background of this? And then you were to give someone the spiel that Joe just gave me, and it's not Joe's fault, but, like, it is a dizzying word soup of names. It's like Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had the nano machines. And then there's the Lolly Lule Low. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Myers in this film has fucking nano machines in his body. That's the big problem with these three sequels is that they they it, it's bloodline related. Yeah, and they had to they had to convolute this thing that was just about like like we've said in the beginning, it was a very simple idea. It was it was the embodiment of evil comes home on you know in a night where people are vulnerable, and that's it. And guys, guess what? Laurie Strode is only Michael's sister in the fucking television television cut of Halloween 2. So it's like, okay. I know. Yeah. Which for some reason, I think people, I don't know if this is just like a misconception or they're uninformed, but like just assume that was always in that initial cut. But like, it's only from the TV version. Well, because people watched it a lot on, and again, we're talking about an era where you couldn't just stream this on your fucking laptop or rent it in the video. I mean, it did come to video, but, like, it was expensive to, like, buy these movies. So you usually waited till they came on television and you watched them. Yeah, and, like, because of TV slots and how that works, like, they had to fill a certain amount of time. So, like, and, like, there's ad breaks. So, like, in a lot of occasions, you'd see movies that have t- TV cuts. If you can, track down the TV cut of Scarface. You'll thank me for the rest of your life. Would you get that scar, Ian Pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so we open this goddamn movie with, like, I gotta say, again, I haven't seen uh, H2O Resurrection in a hot minute, but this has got to be the worst version of the Halloween theme in the series, is it not? Oh, it's like, it, it's done like on a, it's done like on a sitar or like a old dingy guitar. It's bad. What's crazy to me is Alan Holworth, besides John Carpenter, he is the main composer for like all of these fucking movies. It's like, what if Halloween was swampy? Yeah, but like even four, I was like, this Halloween theme sucks. And then like, I watched the beginning of the theatrical cut because I had, you know, I had to compare it. Um, It's like fart rock guitar and, and like, this shitty, like, grungy uh, Halloween theme. Now, here's the thing. The big difference between this and the producer's cut is um, this intro, we have Paul Rudd doing, like, the VO. Right. And they have Donald Pleasance doing it in the producer's cut. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you just make it Donald Pleasance the whole time? Yeah, and Paul Rudd, again, this is his first movie. 
he's he's fine but there's a few scenes especially this even this vo is kind of rough it's like whoa well the the character he's playing is like you're a weird guy so talk like you're a weird guy so everything he says kind of has this inflection to it and he's like oh i'm from chicago illinois all right i'll do a chicago accent kind of so this is the this is like one of the big defining factors to me is like you have Donald Pleasance with this voiceover. Why the why wouldn't you keep that intact? Like the set the feeling already from watching the producer's cut is just like this feels more Halloween than what they put out. Let me ask you this. How much more or less of Loomis is in the producer's cut versus the actual cut. There's a lot of Loomis in the producer's cut. That is probably your answer. I feel like in the theatrical cut, if they were going to look at things to get rid of, they're like, get rid of all this fucking old man shit with Don Pleasant's. Like, who the hell cares? Like, because my he's like in like what four scenes? It needs to be there, dude. If I'm if I'm thinking like a studio executive, like I have my head up my ass. Like it's just like, hey, get like they would look at stuff that people who like these movies would see as integral to the universe. Um, and they would look at this and go, like, nah, we don't need it, whatever. Because their only objective at that point is move it along, move it along, get this under a certain amount of time, so. You know, and, and, and it reintroduces the original Halloween theme. Yeah. And there's never, like, in the theatrical version, it's like, wow, screechy fart guitar, wow, Michael Myers. It's like, dun, 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 dun. I, I gotta say how much I fucking hate a 90s aesthetic on a Halloween movie. I can't fucking stand it. And that's the problem with it. I'm like, this is shit. Like, that, man, I gotta tell you something. That The soundtrack for the theatrical version is dog shit. And the one for the producer's cut makes it feel more like Halloween. And there you go. The credits the credits of this movie rolled along, and it's like, it's like, wow, wow, blah, blah, blah. Buy the, buy the soundtrack now from your nearest Tower Records. And speaking of the credits, when the goddamn title comes in after this opener, after this cold opening, it, like, slams in like it's a fucking action movie. Man, there is none of that... Oh, by the way, there's a ton of, like, MTV cuts in the theatrical version where it's like, whoosh, 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 oh, yeah, MTV! Oh, yeah. That is non-existent in the producer's cut. It's It takes its time, It you know, it does its thing... And it did better results. Because, like, the opening of this film, essentially, is, you know, Jamie, Michael's uh, niece, escaping from the cult of Thorn. And I guess Michael just is there because he gets the... Because the end, the way five ends... It's just going for a stroll. The five ends with the fucking... The guy from the cult of Thorn, which you don't know in that movie. is just the man in black or whatever. Goes into the police station with a bomb, blows all the goddamn cells open, and oozies all the police officers <laughs> to death. And then Jamie's, like, standing out there in her princess costume covered in blood. Like, oh, my God, Michael's free! And then it and then it cuts to black. So then in the beginning of six, they have, like, some bullshit, like, radio-like thing where it's like, Jamie Lloyd disappeared six years ago with her uncle, and then you see her give birth to this baby. They actually show them get, they show the whole scene where they get abducted from the fucking hospital in the producer's cut. Yeah, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, they sure do. God fucking damn it. And there's even a flashback sequence to one of the previous Halloween movies, I forget. They show a, they show a decent amount of, like, what happened for key scenes in, like, 4 and 5 to kind of tie this all together. You don't get 
dick in the theatrical cut. No, dude. No. You get a fucking, you get exposition and from a radio. Yeah, it's like, it's diegetic. Like, it's coming from the scene. Here's my question about the producer's cut. Do you know whose baby that is? Like, besides Jamie, like, who's the father? Well, I'm going to tell you that in a second. I wanted to get to her death real quick, and then I'll, I'll lay it down for you. All right. Oh, her death is evil. <laughs> like, it's overkill for this great character. I was going to have a joke. I was going to be like, hey, do you like Jamie? Do you like the character of Jamie? Well. Well, actually, I... Okay, hold on, real quick. I said great character. I, I take that back. I In a moment of weakness, I misspoke. She's a pretty good character. <laughs> well, I think it's... I think the, my problem is, like, you know her as a child. Right. The same problem I have with the John Connor thing in the latest Terminator movie. It's like, you know him as a child, and you know him as in his greatest moment ever, like, in a moment that will define his life. And then the next time you see him in that form as a child, he's getting his fucking face blown off. Yeah. Right. So in this, it's like, you see this girl who outwitted and outlived michael myers twice and then gave birth <laughs> and then gave birth and the next and then the next time you see her in a, in just a like you know in under an hour she's getting impaled in a piece of machinery <laughs> now <laughs> it's it's overkill like i fucking hate it i really do now j- just walk the listeners through this so 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 i believe does she hit the bus station before she gets killed yes because she has the baby and she hides it in like a cupboard yeah and like so and also michael like we said michael just appears and she's helped at, to escape by like a nurse well okay well real quick there is an important thing that happens that i do want to bring up she goes on the phone and she makes a phone call to this like disc jockey who's like a total piece of shit that that appears later in the movie and loomis is meeting with the fucking dr win who you find out later is actually evil gary sims yes yes that was supposed to be howard stern by the way oh my that would have been great i don't know if it would have been great but anyway <laughs> oh fuck that the guy that plays him still plays a, a, a asshole type character perfectly but it's like jeff foxworthy yeah but uh, loomis overhears her on the phone she say dr loomis if you can help me he's after me he's after me and the you know the disc jockey thinks it's bullshit but loomis is like shook he can't believe it. Okay, so does Wynn come to visit Loomis in the theatrical cut in this scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both sitting there while he has the radio playing, and they're kind of staring at each other. So, okay, so before we get too far ahead of the... Uh you know, pass this part. First of all, I want Loomis's house because Loomis is like retired in the fucking countryside in this beautiful. F- That's what I'm saying. You know, I know you flubbed earlier when you said Loomis house, but he has a really nice house. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's the it's the it's the house of a of a spooky, terrified old man. It's great. Yeah, and he's writing his memoir. He's writing his fucking Gale Weathers memoirs about the <laughs> Halloween series. Yep. Oh, Halloween six. It's called six times six years. 60 whatever uh, six everything six bullets by six loomis i mean sam loomis <laughs> six movies six times six ways to die so uh there's a point there's a point where win comes in and he's like oh you're looking great you look way better and uh loomis mentions the fact that like he had um surgery done to his face to, because he was scaring kids and he didn't like that so he had like cosmetic surgery done to like take the scars off of his face that is not the theatrical cut no i know i'm saying i am so upset that i'd never get to see like donald pleasant just look at some kid and sneer at him with his fucking telltale heart eyeball and his burnt face like yeah <laughs> that's kind of a weird thing to cut like how long does that really take five seconds to have that line it's literally it's like two seconds dude and it's like a whole thing of like you know he's come to terms with it he's finally over my Myers and there's there's a 
quite a bit of dialogue, I think, that they chopped out of the theatrical version where he's like, you know, I'm all good now. I'm retired. I'm fucking kicking it. Like, what do you want? And Wynn's like, I'm going to retire and I want you to take over Smith Grove Sanitarium or whatever. And he's like, no, I'd rather die for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four is, the, four is the, you know, lucky number. I dare you to kill me. And then he hears the fucking Barry Sims show um, and uh, Jamie calls in at the bus station. I, I was convinced that Michael Myers was in the back of this pickup that she fucking steals because when she's running out of this goddamn cult, Michael Myers is going after her and some poor bastard, like some truckers out there. He's like, hey, yeah, you need some help. And she's like screaming, but I guess she has like plate glass fucking uh, window because the guy can't hear her. It is pouring outside. And he's like, huh, what, what was that? What was that? And Michael Myers, what are you doing to my car? And then Michael Myers walks up and kills Rick Rude. He <laughs> <laughs> looks just fucking like him. Dude, he rips his fucking head off. Okay, so this is a thing they establish, I think, in four or five. Yeah, it's four. Michael Myers is like incredibly strong. Yeah, so he, so he breaks this guy's neck and he rips his head off pretty much in the theatrical cut. In the producer's cut, he just snaps this dude's neck, like, viscerally. There's no gore. At least he didn't pinch his nose and crush his skull. Like, I think in one of the uh, movies, four or five, he does that. Yeah, in the theatrical cut, he, he twists his head all the way around. His Like, you can see his, like, bones pop out. And then I think, yeah, he, like... <laughs> like, rips it off. And then he, like, rips it off. It's fucking absurd. And I think that's the, that's the first of two people he does it to. We, we skipped over the fact that he grabbed the nurse and impaled her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he kills a nurse by impaling her head in this, like, spike, but... If if you look at the wall, it is a plain cement wall that goes on for like what looks like miles. And then right next to her is one sole spike on the wall. And he just picks her up and he's like, okay, well, here it is. <laughs> I, I love how he picks her up like she's like a child misbehaving and just like casually walks her over to this killer spot and just kills her. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Well, there's a re- there's a he walks over to this QTE spot like press X. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> press X. Um, you know he uh, there's a reason why he's there. I'm gonna get to it in a second. Right after you guys talk about uh, Jamie's death. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So okay. Like I was saying, I thought that he was in the back of the pickup, but then you see he has like a van that he's following her in, and he knocks her off the road. Okay. She gets up in a farm. I don't know. Maybe this is a callback to five because he does kill a few people on the farm. And then, like, I don't know. Maybe she forgets Michael Myers is after her. But she's really just, like, walking around, looking, not even really trying to run or anything. And then she steps, like, on a stick. And I guess that signals him to teleport over. Because he's got teleportation powers in this movie, by the way. Hey, the stick she steps on sounds like a fucking baseball bat being broken in half. It's like, Karaka! <laughs> And then, like, he takes her over to, like, I guess this is, like, a a bailer of some kind. And just, like, again, picks her up like a small child, like the nurse, and just fucking flings her into it and just impales her in the stomach. And then, like, she puts her hands up to, like, I don't know, hug him or something? And she... I think it's... Isn't that something she does in the fourth and fifth one? Like, she, she kind of goes to embrace him? Yeah, she reaches out to him. He, okay, yeah. And he pushes her further onto this fucking thresher machine. Yeah, and then he overkills her by turning it on and then just, like, obliterating her insides. Yeah. It's, like, in any slasher movie, it's like, hey, good kill. But because it's happening to fucking Jamie, I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like, I fucking hate this. And the pisser is, uh, Daniel Harris was originally... She really petitioned to get this role and they just wouldn't give it to her i wouldn't have taken it you know after if knowing this was you know what they were gonna do sure well we'll hear dig you ready originally this is how this goes down she goes into the to the barn she's stabbed 
and left for dead. Okay, here's my question, though, real quick. Is it in the shoulder blade? Because according to Halloween 5, that's an instant death. No. Oh, okay. I don't know where they stab her. I think he stabs her in the back or some shit. Case in point is, Wynn and Loomis later go to the, um, to the barn where they find her, and she's not dead. She survives for, like, most of this fucking movie, dude. Oh, my what? God. Yeah. And she and they, they bring her into the hospital, and they take the knife out, and they sew her back up, and she's, like, get, you know, she's, you know, uh, healing up, like, in a hospital bed. And what happens is she has, like, dreams and flashbacks in the hospital bed, and it turns out that the Cult of Thorn made Michael Myers have sex with her, so that baby is his baby. Oh, my God. I don't remember that at all. I mean, it's not actually funny, but it's funny because of how stupid it is. Uh, you know, I, you, I don't hate it because it's, like, ritualistic and stuff, and, like, you know, it's ridiculous, but, like, it's... The idea of Michael Myers fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, Michael Myers... 666, Halloween 6, Michael Myers fucks. I hate, it's like, it's like hearing that Palpatine fucked. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Coming to the movie dumpster store near you, Michael Myers fucks t-shirts. So, I, we don't really know exact, I mean, it's inferred, right? They don't show Mike fucking going at it with his mask and overalls down or anything. God, did they, they, they stick him in the goddamn, uh, jerk off machine like Steve Brule and, uh, check it out? <laughs> Maybe Wynn is, like, jerking him off in his leather gloves, and, like, he's like, okay, come into my hand. Oh, no, he's got a turkey baster. Yeah, yeah, oh, yo, he's got turkey baster, oh, no. <laughs> he's got turkey baster, and he's like, I'm not a rapist, but. But turkey baster. But turkey, here comes, here comes the worst character to ever have a sequel. And the way she dies in the movie is, like, Wynn shoots her in the head. He, she's like, you fulfilled your destiny, good night. I mean, that's less mean-spirited, I guess. By the way, Wynn... You find out much later in the movie, but I guess if, you know, he shoots her in the head in the beginning, that he's bad and, he, and he's... Par no, 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 no. This is like an hour and change into the movie. Oh, okay. That's what I said. She survives for most of the movie. Wow, that's crazy. Because, you know, he ends up being like one of the key people that has been part of this fucking cult the whole time. Surprise. Which is kind of neat to me because it, 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 it like all takes place under the Smith's Grove Sanitarium that's like abandoned now. Especially like there's a scene later on. I don't know how this plays out in the other cut, but where, like, Loomis, like, basically calls this guy or he shows up. I forget the situation exactly, but it's when Myers is right, you know, trying to kill them all. And he's like, oh, thank God, Dr. Wynn, you're here. And Wynn pulls a fucking pistol on him. And he's like, you son of a bitch. It's it's better than that. There's, like, in a completely alternate scene how that happens in the... In the, the the ending is radically different. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about when they're in the uh, the in, in the house later on. But there's key scenes that are completely different in the producer's cut, too. Like, when Loomis goes to confront Wynn, Wynn is like, yeah, Michael is pure evil, and I wanted to harness that evil, and, like, now it's your turn to take over for me, What? and you and I together can pass the lineage of Michael's evil onto the next person onto the next kid which is going to be danny we find out oh danny okay let's get to him well okay so the whole thing about this one and why i like it is like they go into this uh celtic pagan tradition about the cult of thorn and like the rune these runes and shit these ancient runes and how thorn was like this ancient uh symbol for um I forget what it is, like death or or something, something that had that takes place on Samhain, and like 
is the embodiment thereof of Samhain. So that's why it happens on Halloween and like why Michael keeps coming back all the time on Halloween is because it's they they talk about constellations and shit, which is kind of fucking stupid, but it's kind of neat where it like lines up and there's this black magic element to it. Yeah, the uh the, the- the Thorn Constellation. I'm kind of into that. Like, I think that's a cool way, like, for Michael Myers to be explained as an unstoppable killing machine without being too ridiculous, I think that's kind of cool. But they go back to that, again, to that Celtic um, magic, which they do in three and everybody hates. You know what I mean? Or everybody hated. So I think it's kind of funny that they, they, they bring it back for that. I just think it's just like, uh, it's like Solo. I don't need a fucking origin story for this character. Look, I don't need it either, but I'm kind of fine with it. I like the idea that Michael Myers is the embodiment of this evil, this ancient evil that has had that's had roots in like the celtic mythology and like and like deals directly with Samhain you know what I mean like I can respect it from an angle of like they're trying and it can work for other people but for me the second you start explaining it like in five when Loomis keeps going oh he's full of this rage he's just rage and if he kills Jamie he'll get rid of the rage and where did you get that rage Michael and he keeps going on and on and on about it and then in six it's like well actually it's just a cult and it's some kind of devil worship or something we're not really gonna go into it but i guess this rune means like rage or something and paul rudd has all the fucking information about it it's his power up right that's why i prefer it rather than just like oh he's the devil if you're gonna do it i guess is my point right now i i i guess that's what i'm saying is like if you're gonna do what i can respect like like you you enjoying it like i get i totally get that but for me i'm just like ah kind of loses the mystique i don't need it either and yeah but dude the mystique has been gone for the past fucking three sequels you know what i mean so like <laughs> that is true if you're gonna do it uh, i th- like that's what i'm saying like this should have been halloween four you know yeah but they also like they do this whole thing where they well, basically what they did at the end of four and to some extent at five where it's like like you kind of were talking about there joe where there's a successor and previously it was jamie maybe it's gonna be the baby no it's Kara Strode's fucking son. Well, yeah, because, like, we find out that the, the guy from, Th- you know, Wynn's been talked talk to Michael when he was a kid, and that was, like, that was why he killed his folks, and, like, he, he just happened to pick Michael Myers, and, like, that that's what happened. And, like, most of the town is in on it, like, the old lady and shit. Yeah, the neighbor who's like, yeah, I was babysitting Michael Myers, and he said he's going to kill his folks, and I thought nothing of it. And then you find out later, she's one of the fucking cult members. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, wait, what? By the way, Paul Rudd is like staying in, it's like a boarding house where Paul Rudd is staying. You think that's the same old lady from Fantastic Four? <laughs> This is her when she's older. She got into this cult at a late age. Yeah, yeah. She was harboring Michael Myers. And do you think she actually has a hearing problem or she just plays that up as part of the cult? Oh, she she plays it off for sure. Okay, yeah. Because he keeps bringing that up throughout the movie, but there's this baby crying and shit. And then later when all the, uh, the cult members come up, they're like shocked. How did they know anything? It's like, Paul Rudd, you had this fucking baby, which, by the way, you named after your actual real life middle name. They're like, yeah, I'm going to call you Steven. That's a cool name. Well, yeah, Paul Rudd finds the fucking baby because he like tracks it down to the bus station or wherever where she was at. Yeah, because he like rewinds the recording because he hears like 
like some kind of noise in the background. He realizes it's the bus station. Yeah, gate 27 or some shit. And he finds the baby, yeah. And instead of, like, giving it to Loomis, like, he sees Loomis and he's like, yeah, I got this baby. And, like, he just doesn't explain it at all. <laughs> no. And Loomis is like, oh, my God, Jamie Lloyd was just murdered. He's back. But they never, it, it never, like, he never, like, the baby comes into play so much later. And, and then Loomis is like, oh, my God, the child, that's... Jamie's baby, I know where the baby is. And he, like, leads Wynn, like, right to the fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the baby has, like, the fucking thorn symbol, like, on it in blood. Yeah, and the whole thing is, like, if Michael kills his entire bloodline, then his cycle is complete, and the ritual can keep going, and basically Wynn's, I, Wynn's thing is, like, he uses Michael to kill people, because the world needs to be purged, question mark? I guess. Doesn't really make any sense. But also, like, again, going back to five just real quick, it's like, if he does that also, he won't be angry anymore? Maybe. The rage subsides. Well, yeah, he's fulfilled his whole purpose, and then he just dies. Or something. Right. Yeah, he withers away. Or I guess Thorin kills him. So then we meet the Strode family. We've kind of already talked about them a little bit. But you have the dad, who's like this hard-ass piece of shit. Like, you know, old-school conservative that doesn't put up with any lip in the house. He's like slapping his daughter. Yeah, this fucking Nor Norris Biff fucking motherfucker. I don't like that. I hate this character. But I feel like it's almost like they were trying too hard for you to hate this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's an asshole to his wife. He's beating his kids. He's he's getting drunk at work. You know, his wife calls him at one point when she finds out that... Because yeah, the whole thing is that, you know, he's... Again, like I said a little bit earlier, he's uh, the brother of uh, Laurie Strode's father from the first one. Yeah. And he bought the house and fixed it up without telling his family that this was Michael Myers' house and all these murders took place there. And at one point, his wife finds out from Loomis, and she calls him to be like, did you know about this? And he's just like, uh, shut up, like, I'm in charge. He's like, he's an asshole about it. And then she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he's like, you better not leave. He's like, if you even think about it. It's like, oh my god. That's Well, that's the thing with his character. Like, that's his character arc, where he's, like, harboring the secret, and he, like, knew the whole time, and kind of put his whole family in danger thereof because of that. And But, like, he's there to, for you to hate, so when Michaels kills him, you're like, yeah, fucking kill that guy or something. Oh, yeah, 100%, but then as, you know, every member of his fucking family eats it as the movie goes on, like, starting with his wife when Michael does show up, because, of course, again, he goes home. He always fucking goes home. Well, the reason... Well, they explain that, too. The reason he goes home is because... That's his family's supposed to be there and he needs to kill them all to complete the ritual or whatever because there's no fucking like directions to this ritual except the fact like yeah you're gonna kill your family who's I guess in this house yeah you think Wynn was like Ah oh, shit! I should have been more specific. Can I can I redo that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this first kill's pretty good. And, and Connor was talking about it a little earlier, where well, not the first kill, but the first kill of this part of the film. I guess I should say. I guess it's technically like the third or fourth kill. But, uh, you know, it's off screen, but it's done effectively where the, the mother... Yeah, the mom goes outside and it's like... Isn't there a, uh, like a clothesline sheets gag in the first or second movie too that, yeah, it made me think of... The first one. Yeah. And, you know, Michael's stalking her and I guess... Like, I was a little confused about this, but I guess, you know, she's got to die. She kind of, like, looks for an exit and can't find one. And then uh, Michael cuts her, and you just see the blood splatter on the white sheet, and then... Oh, he gets her with a, with an axe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he loves that axe. Doesn't she say something like, oh, God, Michael? Like, 
Doesn't she recognize? Oh, she knows because Loomis told her and her husband just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. And then, you know, later on in the movie, you know, they have a jump scare where her body like jumps out of like a fucking like attic. Man, I, okay. No one likes decorating their crime scenes more than Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Except Satan, man, maybe. Him, him and Angela from fucking Sleepaway Camp 2 at the end there. Like, J- like Jason's got a sense of humor, but like Jason's like, whatever, I'll stuff you in a fucking tree or something like that. Or like to the back of a door. <laughs> Michael Myers is like, will walk into a park and maybe string you up in a tree. For shits, yeah. Or he'll or he'll rig you in the attic so you fall down and scare somebody. He kills mom, and then he kind of just starts teleporting around at this point. Like, there's one kill later on when, I guess I'll just mention it real quick, when he kills the radio DJ, where literally... Yeah, that's what that's what Connor was talking about. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's at the fucking Myers house... You know, killing Biff, which I do want to go into more. And then, like, the next scene, he's in the back of this guy's van, and it's like, why is he there at all? He also, and like I said, with it, with that guy's body, he stuffs into a tree while a giant festival is going on in the same park. Yeah. And some little girl in a throwback to five in the same princess dress is like, Mommy, it's raining blood. It's almost time. The secret code is Into the Myers-verse. Send us a direct message on your favorite social media app for a chance to win this trigger trash giveaway. Again, the secret code is Into the Myers-verse. And remember kids, the clock is ticking. Don't miss it. So... So here's the thing with the producer's cut, too. They have Barry, like, on, Barry Sims, like, on his cell phone, like, looking for his van, and he ends up getting into the wrong van. He gets into Michael's van, the sanatorium van, and then that's why Michael kills him. <laughs> you know what it is? I would take that. I would honestly take that. That's hilarious. And I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny, and then, like, the scene where the girl's like, it's raining bread, mom. There's like a whole scene where she's dancing and she's like singing it. Oh, I kind of would have liked that. Mommy, it's raining red, mommy. And it's like creepy and kind of weird. I, I'm probably not going to watch it this year, but maybe next year I'll check it out. But for anyone that wants to know, like, again, I joked about how I, I suffered the most because I actually rented this son of a bitch. <laughs> they actually, on I, I was I watch this on Vudu, and uh, they do have the producer's cut on there if you want to watch that. I think it's the same cost as the regular one, but if you, you, you got options, I guess is what I'm saying. So Biff, so Biff fucking goes home, and, and Mom's already dead, and everybody, you know, it, Tommy Doyle has everybody in uh, his, the boarding house. He has Dan Annie and the baby and Kara in the boarding house because he's like oh you, you know you'll be safe here he won't come in here he only goes home to his house Michael Myers so you'll be fine so Biff goes home and goes into the fucking basement and finds like a bloody sheets in the in the washing machine and then Michael Myers now in the, okay <laughs> you guys are going to break this down for theatrical but this is what happens in the producer's cut again it's a lot less the producer's cut's a lot less uh, explicit because He's already Biff is already in front of the uh, the fuse box, and Michael stabs him through this through the stomach and into the fuse box, and he electrocutes. And then it's a cut that cool shot where it's like a dolly out where there's like flashing in the basement of the house, and then that's it. I weirdly would prefer that. In the theatrical version, he like <laughs> stabs Biff and like fucking picks him up and walks around with him and then stabs him into the fucking power box. He loves picking people up in this movie. Yeah, and then he and then Biff's like shaking and fucking spitting fucking uh you know foaming saliva out of his mouth and then his head explodes. <laughs> it's like it's like chopping mall over again. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's cool but it's just like okay it's it to me it seems crazy for a halloween movie to be this fucking gory like it's so out of character that's the thing like i noticed in the producer's cut like it's much more tame and it feels more like a halloween movie because it's not like explicitly like bloody you know what i mean i feel like that is a direct reaction to whatever the test screener said they were like ah this guy was such an asshole and he went out like that we need more and they're like oh we'll blow his head up well friday friday the 13th did there's more kills and gore in friday the 13th we need to put that in halloween baby when did this movie come out 95 when was blair oh blair witch 2 was what 99 well blair witch was 98 and then yeah yeah blair witch 2 was what that when we talked about where the producers were like more gore Gore, more gore in this movie about fucking, you know, videotapes. Yeah, whatever, here you go. That's what made Blair Witch scary, right? Yeah, it was violence and gore and guts. And, like, it's, like, that's not Halloween. It's, like, when people say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, like, oh, it's so graphic. It's, like, no, it's fucking not. It's entirely up off. It's all off screen. It's up to your imagination. Right. Right, and what they don't show you. The horror is of what's in fucking front of you, which is this god-awful family but the first halloween is like that though you know what i mean yeah and the first halloween is very much like it's it's atmosphere it's foreboding it's first person shots it's like you know there's a couple yeah the, there's violence yeah and like pj souls is strangled to death while her top or you know while she's exposed which is like probably a sexual awakening for some people out there <laughs> well yeah baby uh but like it's all still sub- yeah yeah it's all very subdued, and it's all very either off-screen or it's minimalist. And then, like, this movie, the theatrical cut, is, like, insane. Yeah. yeah. but and, and, you know, I even said a little bit earlier in this episode that I, I don't hate the mask in this one because, like, the one in five really rubbed me the wrong way. But, like, there are scenes where they have a lot of, like, shots from this, like, boarding house where they're looking out at the Myers house, like, through a telescope. Or a camera, rather. Yeah, exactly. And from afar... Because Tommy Doyle's taking fucking naked pictures of Kara from across the street. <laughs> Yeah. I'm waiting for Michael to come back. Um, and maybe I'll just get a bonus. From afar, though, like, it looks like shit, because it's, like, always, like, lightning going off, and there's, like, a light from behind, and it's, like, you just look, he's standing there like a goddamn action figure. He looks like the Mad Magazine guy. Oh, yeah, dude. But we also have, like, a couple other kills where her brother and her brother's fucking girlfriend get taken out. Because they don't get the memo. Oh, dude, she's getting off. She, like, they, like, talk to Mary Sims, and Mary Sims, like, we're gonna go broadcast from fucking the Maya's house, baby! And then he gets killed. But then she's like, come on, let's go back to your house. And we're gonna fuck in your house, and I'm gonna tell you all about the history of this, because it turns me on. And then we're gonna fuck in your sister's bed that's in the same room where Michael killed his sister. You're weird. Bye. Credits. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, okay, sure. And he kills them both. Mike Mike fucking gets them good. I like this kill because Kara calls the house, and she's like, what are you doing in the house? Get the fuck out of the house. And she can see her through the camera lens, and Mike is, like, in the background, and he's like, she's like, get out! And then, you know, he kills her while she's on the phone with her. Was it just me, or did anyone else think the actress who plays Kara kind of sucks? Um, I think she's fine. I For whatever reason, whenever she was in peril, I was like, man, you're not impressing me right now. Because she's she would go like, oh, oh, God. I'm like, uh, you're kind of troll too in it right now. Well, there there's the thing with that, too, because I don't think anything like that is in the producer's cut that stuck out to me. But I watched the theatrical ending and she does that shit. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is some terrible shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. That is some terrible shit. I can't remember what it was. There's some kind of reveal that happens. She goes, oh! <laughs> oh, Danny's walking across the street. Oh, yeah, that's why she runs back to the house. Yeah. 
It's the funniest thing. Oh no, Danny, why'd you go in there? Like, okay, I guess you're going after a kid. Of course you're gonna run in, but it's like, you know Michael Myers is in there. He just butchered your fucking brother's girlfriend. But do you think that's like alternate takes? You know, like, come on, bigger, bigger, I need it bigger, scarier. <sighs> yeah, like, it's a story about Revenge of the Sith. Like, there's better takes, but George used the worst ones. Yes, that's what that, I think that's to her, to her credit. It never jumped out at me in the producer's cut. I was like, she's bad. I thought she was fine. So then she, like, goes in there and she, you know, gets a bunch of, you know, bodies dropped on her. And then she runs out with Danny. Mom fucking slaps her right in the dome. She, like, falls out of the skylight or some shit. That's what I'm saying. Why does Michael Myers have such a fucking sense of comedy about him? Like, well, she does. She does trip Michael Myers down a flight of stairs, and then for some reason, Danny ends up, like, on the wrong side of the room. So she has to step over his body, and I'm sitting there like, he's she's gonna get grabbed, she's gonna get grabbed, she's gonna get grabbed. Yeah, well, of course. But this scene's cool because it was it actually had some fucking tension to it, which I haven't seen in four or five. <laughs> yeah, it might be one of the better scenes for sure. Like, if I'm being honest, like, this movie stayed in a constant meh. Like, until maybe, like, this point, but, like, until, like, I don't know, just, like, outside of the gore, so far at this point, it's just a fucking Halloween movie. Like, it wasn't doing anything for me at this point. Well, I see what you're saying, yeah. So then they get away from Michael Myers, and they run back to the boarding house, and now, like, I, I don't know why Michael, he doesn't go after them or anything, but the, uh... The, the Cult of Thorn people are there. So, so Kara, she tries to get away. She's, like, trapped in the in the one, in uh, Paul Rudd's room, and she fucking tries to escape by jumping out this glass window. Oh, my God. This is this is the funniest shit in the whole movie. She fucking hit nosedives outside of a window. Well, yeah, she fucking jumps right out, and it's, like, it's like echoes the first movie when, like, uh, Michael's on the lawn. But, like... Or, or part five or four, whichever it was, that like, Loomis did the same damn thing. Yeah, but Loomis jumps out the fucking window, and you never hear from him again or see him. <laughs> <laughs> he dies off screen. Dude, it's such a quick cut in four. He just, Michael throws him out the window in a fucking Ben Tramer mask and that's it. Like, they, it was like a cut in. Anyway, I, I, I'm kind of in it. Now, does this happen in the theatrical version? Like, everybody's in the room and, like, you get introduced to Win. Like, it, it's like, oh, yeah. Win's the bad guy and, like, the old woman's in on it and, like, everybody's in on it. Honestly, like, the reveal of Win makes me chuckle because, like, when I thought of the man in black initially, I thought of this, like, much more grizzled-looking dude who, like, might have a scar and, like, maybe a fake eye. And then it's just, it's just Terrence Wynn, and he's just this normal-looking guy who's a psychiatrist. I'm like, man! <laughs> I gotta love, though, when, uh, you know, Kara jumps out that window and it kind of fades back, you know, into the same shot and she's no longer there, and then Loomis and fucking, uh... Paul Rudd. <laughs> they're looking at it like it's like, they're like, they're like, uh, like bad detectives are like, she was right here, I swear. Like, yeah. They're, like, holding their necks where they got shot by the Trank Darts. Like, ah, shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, I think I think they drugged us. And he's like, yeah, they did. Let's go get them. And then Loomis is like, well, you go ahead. I'll be back in the last two minutes. Okay, so this is where it's completely different for you guys than it was for me. <laughs> because Paul Rudd and Loomis go to the thing together. What? I feel like I've done that a few times, by the way, this episode. I'm just constantly shocked the more you speak. So, Dig, so they go to the sanitarium together to find Kara. Now, Kara, there's a whole scene where she's on the ritualistic slab, like, in that, you know that white dress? You guys are probably wondering, like, why the fuck is she wearing that white dress? Yeah. Because she's in this, like, fucking May Queen getup with, like, this flower crown, and she's, like, tied down to this, uh, sacrificial, uh, uh um, monument. And it's like, you know, it's like when Janos is going to fucking give the baby to Vigo. 
because because the baby's in like a, a in like a sacrificial thing and like Danny's there and the man in black is there and Michael is there and they're like doing this ritual uh to pass the fucking um you know the evil on to Danny and kill the baby and then Danny has to kill his mother to initiate the next cycle of Thorn right so Michael will die and Danny will take over the mantle. Sure, whatever you say, Joe. No, I'm just saying. I know, it just sounds insane. No, but this is the cohesion in the producer's cut that makes sense more than it makes sense in the theatrical version. <laughs> Big time so far. Loomis and Paul Rudd are in the place together. Loomis goes to find Wynn and they split up and Paul Rudd goes to find our Kara. Now, in the producer's cut, he sees a cult member walking down this hallway and he follows the cult member in there. Then he fucking dresses up in the cult member like costume and goes down there and stops it because he hold he like gets win and like goes to like put a knife to his throat and he gets Kara out of there and the baby and uh Danny out of there. And um you find out like all, all the other cult members are there and they're you know, it's the old lady and like people from town and his secretary and shit, they're all in on it. And and they and they leave and uh, Loomis goes and f- to find Win later or maybe this happens before this but Lo- Lo- you know there is the scene where Loomis finds Win and it's a completely different scene because Win is in his ceremonial garb. Okay, yeah, this is right before this because he's in his cer- ceremonial garb and he has that back and forth with Loomis where he's like, "Oh, well, you're going to take this over now." And he like like I said before where like, you know, Loomis uh, or uh, Michael's uh pure evil and it's been the thorn that's been controlling him and putting that evil inside him. And Loomis was like, "You fucked him up. Like you did this. You know, you you that poor kid, like all all that all these all this crazy things that we've been doing for the past 5 movies has <laughs> been your fault." And they knock him out and, on, and they leave him on the floor. But Wynn says to, to to his like henchman, he's like, oh, leave him on the floor because this is his office now. So he's going to incur all of this shit after tonight, after this ritual is done. Oh, Jesus. Which is insanely different. Uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> now... That, that's an understatement. They Now they get back. Now Loomis wakes up. They get back together. So it's Paul Rudd, Dr. Loomis... Kara, the baby, and Danny, and they're all together getting chased by Michael Myers. They're, and Paul Rudd is in a full fucking ceremonial garb, right? He's he's still in the fucking, you know, like like when they break into the witch's castle in Wizard of Oz, they got the fucking winky uniform on you. Right. So so they go to run out, and uh, he's able to stop, like Michael's coming after them, and he's able to stop Michael Myers by casting runes like on the ground. <laughs> And, like, using his blood to do, like, a, and cast, like, a good rune to, like, freeze Michael in place. So he stops coming after them, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, and then Paul Rudd, Loomis, Kara, and the baby all escape out of the thing because Loomis shoots the lock and they all come out and they all go into the elevator and they go upstairs. They all get in the van and they're like, come on, Loomis, come with us. And he's like, no, I have to stop this now. He goes back into the sanitarium. Michael is now laying on the ground. He, Loomis goes over to uh, Michael Myers, takes his mask off, and fucking Wynn is underneath the mask. And Michael is now dressed in the man in black garb, and he's, like, walking away as Loomis screams. <laughs> and then it ends. I don't know if that's better or worse, because... I kind of like it better. <laughs> the ending we get, and I don't know how much you want to jump in on this, Connor, but... Oh. Lay it on us. What is the theatrical, baby? <laughs> 
<sighs> Paul Rudd gets there, and he doesn't have this garb on, which, by the way, I guess this has got to be, like, an inside joke on the fucking set or something, but they have, like, a joke where one of the cult members sees uh, Wynn wearing the fucking robe still, and it's like, you could take that off now! Uh, and they're all wearing surgical outfits, which I still don't really understand at all. They're, like, performing surgery or some shit. On who? I don't know. They're dressed as henchmen, is what they're dressed as. Like, it's a surgical-themed henchman. Yeah. And then Michael, like, again, steps out of a hallway, heel turn, runs towards Paul Rudd, (laughs) grabs his massive fucking, like, bone, you know, bone saw, and then, like, I guess just is like, you know what, I have no allegiances, and just butchers these fucking scientists, like, you know, the, the scene in Independence Day, more or less. Yeah, with the fucking flat, with the strobe light going off and fucking killing all these people. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And he's holding Brett Spiner the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Release me. He's telling old man Duncan to die Yuck. while he's getting choked out by Michael Myers. Maybe that's who they were working on. Maybe he still was in there being all ornery. Oh, he could have been, yeah. I ain't dead yet. Uh, you know, talks from the dark side, check it out. Yeah. And then basically, you know, Paul Rudd, you know, runs out with Kara and the baby, and they have this big chase with Michael Myers where he kills another guy by literally pushing him through one of these fucking like prison gates. Dude, there's a cut scene that's not in either cut where he pushes this guy's head and his fucking face comes out the other side in like in like in like burgers <laughs> like string that's cheese. like that's fucking rad yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> like the bread slicer from fear street yeah they somehow end up in this sci-fi original ass set before oh wait, wait 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 i'm gonna stop you right there real quick because remember how i said that she was on like some ceremonial slab yeah Paul Rudd literally rescues Kara from just, like, a locked room somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, right. Like, on the set of Nightmare on Elm Street. And, yeah, he does do that. And then they're on this weird, like, Jason X set. Yeah, they're in, like, a fucking sci-fi boiler room. He grabs, like, some horse tranquilizer or some shit, like some fucking... TRGI or some shit and just stabs Michael Myers in the neck with it and it does nothing. It's like the fucking scene in Freddy vs. Jason where uh, Freddy's like in that dude and like stabs Jason with the tranquilizers. Yes. Well, that that was that was different because like they made it a point to say we'll sedate him. Yeah. Uh, or something like this. Like he just grabs like what looks like six syringes full of formaldehyde and just jacks him up with it. Dude, he gives him the reagent, man. Overdose. <laughs> yeah. And this is my thing. And again, I understand why this doesn't happen. The franchise dies if this happens. The movie ends if this happens. Again, like Halloween 5, why didn't that fucking cop just grab the shotgun and blow his his brains out while he's coming through the door? Why doesn't, once he does collapse, because he's, he is tranked by Paul right after hitting him with like four or five of these and beating the shit out of him with a, with a pipe. This is one of the most set, like up until the very ending, like it is satisfying to watch anybody in this franchise just beat michael with a pipe yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah i i I do agree it is really it's like it's like watching them be on pennywise it's like this is proper bullying i love it like but to put a pin on what i'm saying is i understand from a financial standpoint why this doesn't happen but from the movie standpoint paul rudd should take that fucking bone saw out of michael's hands and cut his motherfucking head off and just call it a day instead he just leaves him for dead and runs out, and then Loomis is conveniently there, and he's like, I have some unfinished business inside, and then he goes in, and the last shot of the fucking movie is Michael Myers' mask on the ground in that fucking Resident Evil-ass set, <laughs> the sci-fi original set, and just the, the scream from Loomis from the end of the producer's cut inserted. No! It sucks. Get fucked. Now... 
you got you missed a crucial thing that I just want to bring up because there's some fucking Anthony Juniors on the wall, dude. There's like fetuses in tubes. <laughs> yes, there are from the Kendrin with like runes and like poppycock, like 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 alien poppycock. Kara makes it a point to Kara looks at one of them. Yeah. And she's like, what, they're, they're growing more Michael Myers's in here. Ugh. So they took out the thorn element, like the whole cult element, per se, like the magic element, and they replaced it with, with science poppycock that they're growing Michael Myers' children. I also want to say, like, during the beatdown on Michael Myers, like, there's these weird jump cuts of, like, I guess, like, maybe different takes <laughs> of Myers being beaten with his pipe and, like, like green goo and gore flying out of his face yeah he looks like he fucking two lawns getting his ass kicked yeah but then like but then they cut back and like that's not happening for some reason it's like it's like inside paul rudd's head or whatever the fuck yeah or whatever man or whatever and like and then it just like and he's just normal like nothing on the ground like it would be so much more viscerally satisfying if paul rudd caved his fucking head in yeah well they you can't have that in a series that is kind of known for its twist endings, this is like a fucking kick in the balls. This is a, that's it, good night, get the fuck out of here. Well, this is why they made H2O. <laughs> and, and say what you will about that film, and I don't really want to go into that at this point into the episode. No. But like, at least it was like, I, again, I, actually, I, I was about to say something, but then I remembered that the end of that movie, they also kill Michael Myers, and then he comes back in the next one. So never mind, I'm abandoning that whole point. Well, they cut his head off, yeah. I get that Donald Pleasant's passed away. But then at that point, just make the fight with Paul Rudd more definitive. It's, Paul Rudd basically breaks the spell of Michael Myers. So now Michael is like kind of like a free agent. And he he breaks the curse between or breaks the power between him and Wynn. And he fucking kicks Wynn's ass and like dresses him as Michael Myers. And then Michael Myers fucking just walks off into the into the smoky sunset i guess in the it, like with no mask on and then a portal opens and uh, john hurt puts a hand out and says come aboard young man <laughs> on your left get in motherfucker we're going to hollywood we're going to la paz daniel baldwin and the uh, dumpster goblin are waiting for us with mimosas <laughs> corpse fuckers there we're gonna have a pisser and then it just ends and I'm going to just assume that Connor had a very similar reaction, but I was filled with rage. I, I was filled with the rage that Michael Myers had in these last several films. I was beside myself with frustration because, like, we've watched movies with bad endings. We've watched movies with no endings. But, like, I've never watched a movie on this show that made me feel so, like, just, just so tangibly insulted. Because it doesn't bother to give you any closure. It doesn't give you anything, really, at all. It says, that's it. Get the fuck out of here. Credits. Yeah. So, what treat is this in our treat bags, fellas? Oh, man, I fucking used pennies already. <laughs> it's a new season, Connor. You can pick those pennies off the floor and reuse them. It's a new season. You can go back to the well. Oh, my God. You knew Okay, this is this year's pennies. Like it's, But it's not like pennies. It's penny. Like, it's the one you get the entire evening. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you hit one house, they give you a penny. Or it's like, it's like getting to a house, and there's a bowl that says, uh, ha Merry Happy Halloween, please take one, and the bowl is, like, upside down, empty, and the lights are off. <laughs> You're getting nothing from this particular endeavor. And, like, you know what? I'm gonna go with that, because, like, at least Penny's, like, that's it's still, like, there's something there's worse to it. But, like, this movie is so aggressively non-existent in rewarding you in any fucking way <laughs> it's just it's the most hollow horror movie experience i've had 
in such a long time, and I thought I didn't like 4 and 5, but, like, holy shit, the theatrical cut of this fucking movie is just, like, like I said, I had... I had abyssal hatred for uh, this movie and for Joe for about nine seconds after finishing watching it. <laughs> I, I, you were the sacrifice to Thorn, dude. I hated this movie. And it wasn't just like the movie. It's like it's nothing until it becomes something that's like it becomes a negative. Like it 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 actively robs you of any kind of meaningful end to this like really bland journey and just dips the fuck out. Like what do you, what did you say about Terrified, where it's like the ending is the ending is like it does fuck off, but it fucks off in a fun way where it's like, wasn't that crazy? Alright, get the fuck out of here. Like Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that crazy? Alright, see ya. Alright, see ya. <laughs> and this is like, wasn't that a thing? Hell of a storm. And just like closes the door in your face. Like <laughs> I, I yeah, I I just I it's so it's it's blood boiling. It's such a bad ending and it makes the movie so fucking bad. I hate it so much. Ugh. I know I said I was being nicer, but fuck this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay. So again, I obviously I watched the producer's cut of this film. While the producer's cut isn't any kind of like amazing film, and there's still parts of it that don't make sense because it, there's just not enough there to make a completely cohesive film, right? But they reinstate enough things, and they and they have a more linear storyline and the edit itself is just better like there are some abhorrent fucking cuts in in the theatrical version where i'm just like i can't believe that passed that passed anything like there it's like super quick like like they cut paul rudd out of the whole end sequence where it's just loomis and Kara and uh the baby like leaving and, and while Paul Rudd has like a fucking, I don't know, a final standoff with, with Myers cause he goes back. But, um, Jesus Christ, treat my treat bag. Um, it's something that I think is going to taste like something else, but then I'm presently surprised by it. But then I get to the center and the, and the, and, the, and it's, it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I like, the producer's cut of Halloween 6 better than I like Halloween 4 and 5. And the reason for that, and people are probably groaning right now, they probably shut off the program, whatever, or they're like, Joe's a fucking idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about. Here's the thing. Uh, I might agree with you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. It feels more like a Halloween... The producer's cut of 6 feels more like a Halloween movie and a more fully realized idea that actually has a point. Um, and and, and uh, dare I say better tell, tell it, uh, storytelling or more interesting storytelling uh, than 4 and 5 because 4 and 5 is just like, how do we do Jason but Michael Myers? And they don't really succeed in either way, right? They're like... You push him down a well. Yeah, well, yeah. Michael Myers fell down a well. Yeah. Fell down a well and became Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> right, and he became Jason Voorhees. But this one, I like the angle that they take with the magic, and they kind of... They completely cut it out of the fucking theatrical version because somebody got cold feet about it. And, like, if you're going to do this... We're on Halloween 6, folks. If you're going to do this... Poppycock bullshit. The way to do it was to go full on fucking Salwin Celtic magic with the runes and shit. It sounds dumb, but it actually 
works for me. And again, I don't think this is a great Halloween film. I, I think that this film, if it was done right, it should have been part four. Um, and like, th- th- you don't need three of these movies, right? Like, it could have just been Halloween four, The Curse of Michael Myers, and then here's why. He- here's why he does what he does or whatever. You know what I mean? But with that being said, you know... It's not my favorite Halloween sequel, and again, like I, I'm just not a huge. I, I think I think it's a testament to the fact that like I don't really like the Halloween series in general, and again, like Michael Myers is not even close to being one of my favorite slashers. So, I, I think it's pretty. Obje- I'm, I think I'm thinking about it objectively in this sense of just like storytelling and like how in comparison to like other franchises that just have done this better. And by this point, I think because. I think I'd rather watch this film than Freddy's Dead, but I would definitely rather watch Jason Lives than both of those, than this or Freddy's Dead, right? <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, like 100%. But, like, you know, again, um, Producer's Cut Halloween 6 is fine with a capital F. Uh, going off of that note, uh, for me, this movie is kind of like Montezuma's Revenge. Uh <laughs> You know, when you take four or five and then you lead to six, like, I really do not like the Cult of Thorn trilogy. Um, I, up front, I will say, if you haven't seen it, at least watch it once, uh, like I just did for this review. And then if you like it, hey, I don't get it, but more power to you. But, like, th- this is just like... You ate too much candy corn, and it gave you the trots, and and you're shitting out these fucking balls <laughs> of uh, candy corn that are somehow still intact, and you know they're going right in the dumpster. They're they're just fucking filling that thing full of just fresh, uh, you know, diarrhea. Uh, I, this was not one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it is absolutely the worst Halloween movie I've ever seen. And again, I haven't seen HTO or Resurrection in a hot minute, but you know, it, I'm gonna watch it probably uh, during this spooky season because I'm already six fucking films deep. I might as well just complete the series, uh, and maybe uh, in future episodes I'll come back to that and give you my uh, two cents. Maybe not. We'll see. HTO is better than four, five, and six. Easy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you know, but I'm gonna e- easily j- just based on my recollection. I'm gonna agree with that. And, you know, yeah, some people like candy corn, but you want to fish it out of my, uh, you know, anal cavity, go for it. Because that's kind of where this movie is. It's just... uh, What a phrase. It's one disappointing scene after another. And and again, you know, Joe put it perfectly. It's like, you know, know, they're they're chasing that fucking Friday the 13th money hard. And it just kind of honestly, again, maybe I'm late to the fucking, you know, pony show on this one. But like, this trilogy kind of ruined Michael Myers for me, and I don't know if that's a hot take. I know that, again, like Connor even said, there's people that we know, that even people that have been on this show that I'm sure will vehemently disagree, but, like, goddamn, this was, like... You're allowed to. No, yeah, sure, but this was a fucking struggle to get through, like, this trilogy. Like, again, 4 and 5, I, I there's things about those movies that I'll sit here and defend, and even, like, a couple of scenes in this movie... Sure. Uh, are, ...are pretty good, but, like, again, you're fishing through shit to get to that candy corn. Like, is it worth it? Not really. Um, but watch it once... 
and then fucking move on and that's and watch the producer's cut for god's sake yes oh my god please do yourself a favor don't ever watch the theatrical cut unless you're feeling like like you know you want to torture yourself fire up that producer's cut watch a better film honestly i mean what watch trick or treat watch watch halloween yeah don't watch any of the fucking sequels just watch the john carpenter classic me and joe are like suffer a little sean's like suffer none do something else yeah <laughs> go trick or treating do something different again you know for what it's worth it's like a two out of five for me it's a, a, i always invoke this fucking movie and i'm sorry guys but it's no pluto nash but goddamn does it come close that is a perspective changing movie and we need people to understand that so it's gonna come up a lot of times yes so yeah it's it's in the dumpster it's again it's my excised candy corn and uh you know you don't want to eat that stuff again if there was not so many cooks fucking around with this movie again like you could have the culmination of this like again if you took four and five and this movie and like wove it into a better story i think it could have been a decent movie and if you really wanted to fucking cash in on friday the 13th you should have just went you should have just went for it yeah you know and it seemed like they were going back and forth because they wanted to preserve the original the original feel of the original film and it just doesn't get there for a four, five, four, four, five, or or six. But but I would say the producer's cut of six is more Halloween like than four, five, or the theatrical version of six. Yeah, totally. And we know you heard that code already. So uh, message us on your favorite social media app with the secret code, and you'll be entered for our trick or trash giveaway this year. Now this is going to work a little differently. We're going to have a big prize back, and there's only going to be one. So you have to listen to each episode, get your votes in each time you submit. Uh, one of the um, code words, it's an entry. So there's going to be three entries total that you can put in to the pot, um, and each one will get you an entry into that pot, and then we will draw a winner. But uh, but yeah, we hope you're enjoying Trick or Trash so far. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. We got a hell of a watch along coming at the end of the month. We got a hell of a watch along coming up. I'm glad that we got to talk about the Halloween series in a real way, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, there's still so much to say about, even about this movie, but you know, we don't want to sit here for five fucking hours. Some, some of you are probably very mad, but it's okay. We love you. <laughs> but we still love you, and it's okay. You can like Halloween 4 and say that's one of the best sequels, and that's fine. I just We just happen to not agree. I didn't want to be that specific. but <laughs> No, it's fine. No, it's cool, because we're all friends here. It's fine. <laughs> you know who you are. We're all friends here. <laughs> Nobody's wrong. Everybody's right in their own special way, right? Uh, so, movies are all, all movies are bad or all movies are good it doesn't matter it, it, it's we're just having fun so uh and make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts uh or apple Podcasts specifically that really helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster into more eardrums subscribe to us on uh youtube check it out yeah go go to that youtube subscribe uh to youtube and pretty soon we're gonna have some more video stuff up there like actual video content and and again if your thing is to listen to podcasts on youtube we're on there go for it you can hit up that patreon for two five or ten dollar tiers again uh we're gonna have some good stuff for sugar trash on there we're gonna have a mini sode and of course the watch along um so sign up Get a little of that uh, Steevil action. Oh, that's yeah, that sweet Steevil, baby. Little fucking Night of the Living Urkel. Yeah. A, a little Reese's pumpkin on the side, let's say. Oh, yeah. A little, little extra good treat for your bag. Um, And yeah, don't forget, send us your drunk. Hey, you want to send us your spooky junk? Go for it. It's the month of October. Get the, get get your mail in for our uh, October mailbag, baby. S- send us your old Halloween costumes, by all means. Oh, yeah. Or your old, uh, your old um, Halloween decorations. And hey. Post your post uh 
pictures of you in your in your Halloween cast- costumes from yesteryear and uh, and tag us in it, and we'll share it. And yes, yeah, spend or yeah, send us your spooky junk to Movie Dumpster, PO Box nine one eight Bangor, PA. B-A-N-G-O-R, Pennsylvania, 18013. And uh, head over to that Movie Dumpster uh, store. If you don't want to make a monthly commitment, get yourself a uh, Trick or Trash shirt. We got them up there right now. Oh, those Trick or Trash shirts will be up there. Go grab one. So that's it. That's Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers from 1995, directed by Joe Chappelle. If you want some more good, bad, and god-awful movie goodness, head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com and follow us on all of your favorite social media and streaming platforms. You can also head on over to our Patreon page and sign up for the two, five, or ten dollar tiers for monthly exclusive content, or drop by our merch store and grab yourself uh, some non-committal swag. Yeah, and for no money at all, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to support your favorite show. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Rest in peace, Donald Pleasance. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. They are. Isn't that a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. The night when all the creepy things were supposed to stock the earth. It deals with demons. Demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween, have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Trick or treat. Hey ghouls, I'm your resident spooky smartass Sam Baxter. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen Pissy Miles. And I'm here with my brother. Brother, how dare you. So sorry, my heifer Pissy. (laughs) Much better. Thank you. We're here because we are the hosts of the spookiest podcast around. My My spooky spooky gay family. We talk about horror movies. Scary ghost stories. And we tell jokes about our spooky gay family. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a scream!